0: It's Anna
1: Mears winning gold.
0: Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling, and having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au.
2: We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programmes. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org.
3: How often should you wash your hands?
4: Maybe around nine times a day.
3: Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands?
4: After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning. I wash my hands before preparing food. How
3: would you rate your knowledge of food safety?
5: Probably like an 8 out of 10. 6 or 7.
3: 7.5? 7. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash training Food safety. It's in your hands. If you've had something stolen
6: or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable
3: or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131
1: Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live radio radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store.
5: I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered.
7: Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash
8: podcast. Hi, Kirk Pingilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. No
6: business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? PlanetArk's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions, and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Music.
9: Hi, this is Missy Higgins for Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks, but what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too.
4: Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
10: Match of the day here on WARFradio.com. It is a bit of Saturday night fever. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company here at Wimstown's Downer Ovals. We bring you the VFLW match of the day. Today we bring you the contest between the Wimstown Seagulls and the Casey Demons. A stacked broadcast position today. We have got primetime Paul Sebastiani and Alex Doherty. I'm going to throw to him in a moment's time. I've got a headphone problem early on. This is great news. But first of all, how are you, Mr. Paul Sebastian? Oh, I'm,
11: I'm very well, Pete. Uh, good to do it all again on a uh, on a Saturday night this time rather than the Friday night. But uh, yeah, lovely to see the lovely city view in the background as well. It's a lovely, lovely clear night. Not too cold either, so it's uh, we don't have any breeze about, which is good. So looking forward to doing it tonight, Pete.
10: Absolutely. And let's introduce down the end the man, of course, who follows the Bulldogs. He is. On the A3 podcast, I hope you can nearly hear me hear me clearly because I can't hear
5: myself. Alex Dockerty, I don't hear you through the uh, the headphones, Pete. But um, good evening to you guys. It's uh, yeah, pleasure to be here in Williamstown. And yeah, it was what you what you said, not not too cold out tonight, which which was a bit of a concern. No. I, I decked out in my warmest here and sort of. Um yeah, don't, kind of don't need it at the moment. Uh, but yeah, pleasure to be here. It's um going to be a cracking game of footy here. So what we might do, we've got a quick technical issue. We'll take a quick break and when we return we'll hopefully
10: have things sorted out. Back right after
12: this. Hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink. Not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once then your life changes forever face it their lives are in your hands so why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out you'll make the road safer for all of us
7: The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At OzHarvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to OzHarvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food.
4: Hey Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh there Steve O. G'day Steve.
13: Good morning.
4: How's your weekend?
13: Same old, same old.
4: What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you okay, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you okay? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au.
8: Hi, Kirk Pingilly from Inexcess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats, but our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today.
10: Yes, indeed. We're at Downer-Oval in Wimstown for the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Things are sounding better. I'm back on. Just quietly, though, some people might turn around and say, what, we can't hear, Peter? That might have been the best thing that's happened to the goal in its seven-year history. Peter Holton, primetime Sebastiani, and Alex Doherty here. Guys, how are we feeling
11: coming into Saturday Night Fever? I love it. Absolutely love it, Pete. And uh, look, it doesn't get better than Saturday Night Footy under the lights here at at Downer Oval. Two uh, two teams going into this game. Williamstown sort of just struggling along at the moment. You know, Casey trying to hit their straps as well. But uh, look, I think it'll be an intriguing game given Williamstown have the the home ground advantage tonight. We've got a beautiful vantage point up here in the grandstand as well. So I'm very much looking forward to this game, Pete. Well, what we might do is take our first guest because
10: the reason why we are here not just for Saturday Night Football we love the occasion of it and coming down here to Wimstown but it is also the Pride Cup today being played in the VFLW between Williamstown and and the KC Demon. It's great to have with us. You've heard her before. She did special comments for us at, at Latrobe University. Was one of our pre-game guests when Williamstown uh, defeated the Western Bulldogs down there at Witten Oval. And it's great to have back again the one and only Emily Fox. Emphasis. Well, how did you pull up from a game this morning down at uh, the Bass Coast?
14: Feeling every bit as old as I. Uh... I am in reality, so... But, no, it was good to get a bit of a run around today. I'm not running around with the Williamstown team today. We've got a very strong team in for this match. And, uh, yeah, I'll hopefully be back on the track on Monday and pushing for maybe next week. Obviously, the reason why we've got you in the commentary box
10: today is not just all about Williamstown, but the occasion today that is the Pride Cup. Now... Besides just obviously seeing the teams went out on the ground and Wimstown wearing a rainbow sash instead of the traditional yellow sash and we've got Pry Cup on the ground, what is this day all about?
14: Yeah, it's really important just to celebrate the or every kind of person that comes into football teams and football clubs. And Williamstown's been on board with the Pride Cup movement since 2018, which was actually born up in the Arrow Glen in the early part of this last decade. And, yeah, it's just to celebrate everyone who can come to the football and show that it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from, who you love, who you are, that you're welcome in this space and uh, to come down and enjoy the footy as much as you can.
11: Yeah, and how how, how many people are we sort of like... I mean. We talk about this game as well, and is it is it is it always penciled in on the fixture for for you guys and girls down down at the at, at, at the start of the season?
14: Yeah, this is the third yeah. year now that Williamstown's hosted the Pride Games. The first one was in 2018, and it's the both the men's programs and the women's programs yeah. play. So we had the VFL boys running around against Frankston today, wearing the jumpers and wearing them with pride and winning by nearly 100 points against the Dolphins. Uh, so yeah, it's something that's really important to Williamstown. It's not just the only game that Williamstown just to also showcase different sections of. Society. They'll also be engaging in Indigenous rounds and other things like that as the season goes on. But it's certainly an important part of the calendar
5: for sure. Obviously, the um, the, the Pride game means so much to so many women's players across not just the state here, but across the country. What, what does what does the Pride, what does the Pride Cup, the Pride Games, mean to you personally? Yeah, well, for personally for me,
14: because I'm a member of the gender-diverse community, I'm part of a community that hasn't been allowed to play sport for a long, long time, and even now there are still uh, quite a lot of people who fight to ensure that people like me aren't allowed to play sport at any level. So, And it reflects on Williamstown, that they were actively willing to recruit me to play for this club regardless of my gender identity or what my history was. They just saw value as me as a person and as a player first, and the Pride Cup concept is, encapsulates that. So it's just about getting people, people involved of people first and that's why pride cups really important to me because uh, for a long time, I thought I was not welcome in football,
11: but it turns out I am, and I can even play as high as VFLW level. Yeah, now, how, how long has your love for footy sort of stemmed back in your life? Has it always been something since you were a little kid, or...?
14: Oh, my old man always says that the first words he said to me was that you're going to go for Hawthorne, so... Um, <laughs> and was doomed ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, 28 years a member of the Hawthorne Football Club now, so, yeah, it's uh, all football's always been a big part of my yeah. life, growing up all the way through my teens, but there was a fair period of my life in my 20s and 30s where I couldn't play football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, to be able to get back in at my age my vintage and still enjoy it and be part of a team is pretty special. As much as Wimstead are doing a lot for you, credit has to be to the St Kilda
10: Sharks, your home community club. Can you talk about those type of clubs bringing you back
14: into the game? Yeah, well, community sport is just... The heart and soul of football, and, and the St Kilda Sharks as a club. Anne Rawlton and Lisa Caddo actively tried to get me involved in that club way back in 2017 uh, when they lost their VFL licence and there was a huge exodus of talent. So the Maddie Gays who are running around today and the Penny Cooler Reeds who's coaching for Williamstown were part of the Sharks back then. Um, but they just saw once again just get someone involved. You're just a player and a person first, and you you know, wear pride in the St Kilda colours. And that, is, that club's still a big part of my life to this day.
5: Now, Em, uh, when, when, I, when I was young, sort of, never, sort of never really understood Pride. I'm talking like really, really young. But if you had you know, one piece of advice to give to the kids today about Pride game and, and, and whatnot, what, what would you give to them? All I can say is
14: everyone should just embrace who they are and don't be afraid to, because they're going to find they're going to be loved and valued and accepted. And it might not be initially with the people around you at first, but you will find a family, you'll find love, and you'll find that space where you can be who you truly are. So just don't be afraid and be real. This is probably a a tricky question to try and answer, but... Uh, we're obviously
10: seeing, particularly in, in the lesbian community, uh, a number of them coming out. We always knew there was a strong lesbian community behind women's football, and now, I guess, could you say mainstream accepted, if that's the terminology we use. Particularly, we saw the, the likes of Emma Carney and Kate or just a month or so ago named in the paper talking about how they've, they've come forward now and, and talk about their love. Pena previously, when she was in her previous relationship with Mia Ray Clifford, was also another one through Sam Lane that came forward. Where do we go next in the conversation? about when it comes to the broader LGBTIQ community, what do we, I guess, need to talk about next? Because we can't just say, oh, yay, everyone, we're a rainbow and everything's solved. It's not... I guess, where do we go to next in the conversation?
14: We certainly need to create an environment where gay men or gender-diverse males have got a space to be welcomed into football. There's no doubt that there are probably uh, LGBT men who have played at AFL or even playing to this day and they're not really allowed to or don't feel comfortable being treated who they are. So we've just got to keep working towards getting that society where the, the masculine aspect of uh, LGBT acceptance is, is um, brought to the fore so that those boys don't have to hide anything as well. And then obviously, yeah, there's always still a lot of work to do with the gender diverse and transgender community. Uh, as we can see in the United States, there's laws being passed everywhere preventing people from being allowed to play sport. And at the end of the day, sport is just supposed to be about inclusion and acceptance and having fun. So as long as we can keep those conversations going and consider that it's more important important to tear walls down and then throw them up because we all kind of know what kind of people build walls and you don't want to be them. How important is it for you that
10: you're able to play also as a couple I should say that along with your partner M the M&M Stilo and Foxy of course you played both today together you're off the halfback Stilo and the Ruck down in the Sharks in Division 2 today.
14: Yeah, I mean, it's special. I've never played with a partner before and uh, to run around outside uh, on the field with with, uh, the love of my life is pretty special and, yeah, she goes all right. She does it right for a big lumbering ruck. So, you know, I help her out where I can. I even fed her a handball on the run on today, which was a bit interesting.
11: And it nearly worked. I have a question. What if you were to come up against your partner in a game? Would it be a little bit more... Would there be a little bit more added added spice in it? Oh, you yeah, know, nah, she, she would not walk away from that contest, I can tell you.
10: <laughs> I, I think I read about that with, uh, I think, Emma Carney and Kate Shealore. Yeah, or Emma, Emma right.
14: sledged Kate, and Kate wouldn't talk to her for about a week. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not, not as uncommon in women's football as you think, and <laughs> probably a little bit more common in men's
10: football than you realise. Well, Em, thank you very much for, for taking the time out of your day today, a very
14: long trip. What, I think you were, were you down in Pearcedale this yeah, morning Pierce, playing? Piercedale at 8 o'clock, I think it was, or something oh. like that this morning to oh. get started. So, uh, yeah, but once again, it was a celebration. It was a great football down there. There was also Pride Cups held today in Yarra Glen, and also Kyneton versus Eagle Hawk up in the Central District. So, yeah, there's been a big celebration all weekend and it's good that Williamstown's night game is the one that's going to cap it all off Indeed and we hope a good crowd turns out for it and more importantly
10: as well we hope that you personally are back out there running around in the VFLW in the closing part of the season and if not at least in the commentary position with us here at Wharf Radio. I'll see what I can do. Thank you very much M Fox, magnificent and always we're going to take a break when we return on the other side of the break we're going to catch up with Brooke Patterson, assistant coach with the Casey Demons in the VFLW. We'll be back after this.
7: The average person's spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At OzHarvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to OzHarvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food.
1: There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live radio radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. (laughs)
15: ho! they're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the
12: five. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Waffle W, and W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League girls. Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages, at Draft Central Oz.
9: It's a-
10: Indeed, it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Saturday night football here at Downer Oval in Wimstown. We have got the Seagulls and the Casey Demons. It's 11th versus 5th on the table. That's as it was heading into round 10. It, of course, is the final game of the round, no Sunday football this week. Let's go down to our first special guest for this week. She, of course, is running around for Melbourne in the AFLW. She also played previously at the Darabin Falcons. She is now an assistant coach in the VFLW with the KC Demons. It's great to have on the line, Brooke Patterson. Brooke, how are you?
16: Good, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me.
10: And thanks for joining us on the line. First of all, things must be up and about at the moment with the KC Demons sitting currently in fifth spot. A little bit of a gap at the moment on the Southern Saints and a chance to put a win and possibly percentage and almost lock your spot in the top six.
16: Yeah, definitely. It's a really good vibe around the club at the moment. Um, You know, all teams doing really well. As well for the Melbourne Footy Club and the Casey Demon Football Club, but yeah, trying to focus on today's game and then, yeah, obviously it would be nice to lock away that final spot.
11: Brooke uh, Paul Sebastiani here. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, a big win last week, obviously against North Melbourne. Uh, Imogen Milford again in the goal score. She's leading the goal scoring for the VFLW. What she brought to the team this year from a from a forward craft perspective and and from a leadership point of view.
16: Uh, Imo's been great like I think the first few rounds she was providing a contest but um, maybe losing her feet a lot but now she's starting to clunk a few or at least like bringing it to ground in a, in a good spot for our forwards and creating opportunities for other people as well so um, yeah she just structures, structures us up really well ahead of the ball
5: G'day Brooke, it's uh, Alex Doherty here. Um, just following on from Paul's question, um, I've noticed uh, Alyssa Bannon back in the side, uh, two goals last week. How important has she been in terms of the forward structure at Casey? Because she, she's, she's a top draft pick from last year, had a, had a very solid debut year in the AFLW. How does she fit into the, um, the dynamic at Casey?
16: Yeah, it's good to have her up the ground a little bit. Like She obviously provides us that um, really nice speed, so if she can kind of get up and then get out the back, then that's a really good look for us. Um, and, yeah, she's slotted in really well. I mean, all all the AFLW girls have. Um, the Casey um, Football Club have provided a really good um, environment that, um, yeah, they all want to be there, even though it's a bit of a trip down the highway. Let's talk about your role, first of all, Brooke. How have you
10: found the transition from being a player to now into the coaching ranks?
16: Oh, it's a little bit. Uh, it's very different. You, it's it's harder to watch. Um because, you, yeah, you just don't have that control. Like, at least when you're out on the field, you can just, you know, run a bit harder, lay a few tackles and get yourself into the game or feel like you have some control. But you don't have as much control as a coach as much as we would like to think we do. But um, certainly the body um, is probably thankful for it at the moment.
11: Uh, now, Brooke, Grace Matza makes her debut tonight, 2021 Gippsland Power NAB League. What's she going to bring, bring into the side tonight?
16: Yeah, we're really excited to see how she goes. She's super athletic, um, got a good set of hands on her, got a nice kick um, and also pretty good on both sides of the body. Um, So I know she's up against a pretty good ruck if she's playing for Willie tonight. So it'll be a good first hit out for her. I'm sure, um, yeah, the girls will get around her and support her and um, talk her through it out there as well.
5: Brooke, there's two names here in the, uh, in the emergencies for Casey, uh, both on the AFLW list, uh, Izzy Simmons and, and Mieta Kendall, both first-year players. Uh, what, what's stopping them from being into the side this, uh, this week in particular?
16: Yeah, I guess like we can only have those 10 players, um, from the AFLW squad playing. So, um, they're all competing for spots essentially at the moment, which is a pretty nice position to be in. Um, but it is also a credit to the VFLW program that they've created something that they all, like they wanted to play the, the next week after they finished or lost the, that prelim final. So it's, yeah, just a really great place to, to be at the moment.
10: Talking about the occasions tonight, uh, Brooke, we are playing for the Pride Cup. Uh, Wimstown are running out in their special jumper with the uh, rainbow sash. Has there been much talk amongst the Casey Demons camp uh, through the week about what this game means today?
16: There hasn't been any um, specific chat about it. Um, I mean, I know a few of the girls have been wearing their rainbow socks and that at training. Um, but, yeah, we Pete is really great at, you know, promoting respect um, every week, week in, week out, and um, care for each other. So um, it's kind of trying to do that week in, week out. Well, Brooke, thank you very much for spending a few
10: minutes with us during our pre-game show. We wish you and the Casey Demons all the very best tonight as you take on Wimps down here under lights.
16: Thanks so much, everyone.
10: Thank you. That's Brooke Patterson, assistant coach in the VFLW with the Casey Demons, joining us here on warfradio.com. 89.1 FM at the ground, and you will be soon on the VFLW YouTube stream. So make sure you search VFLW on YouTube to be able to catch this game. Bounce down at 7 p.m. tonight. But Alex, the Melbourne talent in the KC
5: Demons tonight stacked. Have a look at the, have a look at these names here. You've got Maddie Gay here, uh, Libby Birch, uh, Jackie Parry had a really good year I thought, and um, Eden Zanker as well in the side. She's gonna, they're gonna add so much to this KC team, and and even going forward, they're in the top six as at, at the moment, and. When you when you head towards the business end,
11: I reckon these players in particular they're going to stand up, Paul. It's absolute class edge tonight, I think, isn't it, Williamstown? All, I think what you'll find as well is, especially with these AFLW girls coming in into this side, a lot of run and carry as well. That that's that's that is a big thing that that a lot of these AFLW girls bring down into this level. So Williamstown are definitely going to have their
10: work cut out for them tonight, Pete. And, and we can tell people there was a bit of I guess light rain around about quarter past yep. four, four thirty. That stopped about a good two hours. Ago, and um, guess what that means? Uh, almost dry conditions, maybe a little bit slippery or moist because of the lights. But uh, a lot of running, carrying, a lot of excitement for the KC Demons, and they're going to have their, full, their
11: hands full today. The Seagulls, definitely. It's going to a little bit, little bit, a uh, little bit stewy dew out there. I think there's a little <laughs> bit of stewy dew out. But look again, there's no no excuse as we've called, the, as I've called the last couple of games as well. The conditions have been absolutely perfect. No wind, no gusts about. No excuses for either team tonight.
10: We'll take this opportunity to take a break when we return on the other side of the. Break we should have Wimstown, head VFLW coach, and Penny Killer Reed. You're listening
1: to Wolf Radio Saturday Night Football. The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving. Draft
12: Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues. From the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W, and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's Draft Central. Brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. At Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children
17: break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search The Smith Family.
4: Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3cm.
8: Hi, Kirk pengilly from in Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today.
10: Saturday Night Football on WARFRadio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream at the ground on 89.1 FM. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Night between Williamstown and the Casey Demons for the Pride Cup. Peter Holton, Paul Sebastiani and Alex Doherty with you. Our thoughts also to Sophie Fasilari who was meant to join us today as special comments. Unfortunately she hurt her knee in the game that she was playing this morning in the EDFL. We hope that she recovers very quickly but she said she'll be available for next week so hopefully that doesn't sound like it is a serious knee injury. Let's head on down to the boundary line now to hear from the Wimstown point of view. We've got the head coach of Wimstown in the VFLW the legend herself in Penny kuller Penny, how are you?
13: Good evening everyone.
10: How are we going? We're great to have you on the line and how are you feeling being the feature game Pride Cup match as well under lights here at Downer Oval?
13: Oh, Thank God that there's no wind off the bay tonight. So we
11: <laughs> definitely have cold one if that was if that was the case. Now, Penny, uh, Paul Sebastiani here, thanks for thanks for joining us tonight. Bit of a, it was a heavy loss last week. What were the what were the learnings that the that the girls took out of the game last week?
13: Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that, Paul. <laughs> um, I appreciate
11: that. We can throw him off the balcony if you'd like.
13: No, no, it was actually um I mean the scoreboard didn't reflect the way that we played we actually really beat you know the top side inside game so our contest work our stoppage work and our hit outs uh we dominated the top side so that's really positive for our young inside mid group um just really couldn't, couldn't convert so we started i guess um tweaking a few things here and there and um yeah the new sort of game plan for these for this group of girls and um hopefully tonight we can pull it off
5: penny it's Alex Doherty here. Um, just uh, read during the week about your, um, your affiliation with um, the GWS Giants. Now, you've got three of them playing tonight. Um, what's the plan going forward? Are you going to try and uh, initiate more players as the season progresses? or what, What's happening?
13: Yeah, so we've been working on that process for uh, a few months now, and it's been hard, obviously, with the AFLW still happening. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so great that the GWS girls have an opportunity to play Victorian footy. Um, and it's just another opportunity for them to continue to grow and, and develop them, their football skills and moving into the next season. So we're, we're just in conversations with GWS about how many of those girls are going to be playing, uh, how many games, where they want to be playing. Um, we also got Beth from the Gold Coast as well. So she's come down and pull, pulling on the, the blue and gold. So it's um, great to have an influx of AFLW girls coming into our program, not just for our group, but also for the competition too. So we know the Victorians got the best football um, league. So why not get them here down here?
10: You've also got another player back in his side, who was missing for a couple of weeks. Got her back now. Lauren Gooden, of course, as we know, played rep football for the NT uh, earlier this year.
13: Yeah, so Goodie just with work commitments, um, we were we knew the sort of time schedule that she was on and um, yeah, unfortunately missed the big game last week but back on deck uh, tonight and going to start us off in the ruck um, get first touch, so it's great to have Woody back
11: Now Penny, just away from football Pete sort of made mention it at the start of this this Pride Cup game, what does it mean for, for you personally and, and the football club itself?
13: Uh, I think, um it's great to celebrate pride and inclusion, but I think it's just great to um, be able to be here playing footy at a night like this, and especially after last year. Um, I think it's just fantastic that we want to promote and um, celebrate all different types of people, no matter what their background is, their sexual orientation, their religion. Uh, we want to make sure that Williamstown is a, um, a place for all. It doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, that you're always welcome here at Williamstown.
5: Penny Talia Merritt's a player of uh, big interest to me. I uh, watched her against Port a couple of uh, a while ago now, and she was very impressive in the wet. Best on last week against Collingwood. How how impressed are you by her development as a player?
13: Yeah, so Talia um, did an injury against that Port Melbourne side, um, which kept her out of the. The team for a couple of weeks but what she did on the on the sidelines was get herself really fit um really did some work with me in terms of understanding the gameplay and we sort of threw a challenge to her last week to go into the ruck against you know the top side and she thrived on that um responsibility and i think for her she's just growing in confidence each and every week so if we can continue to build her confidence up build her body up um play with confidence i think is the biggest thing for tiles um and then yeah like Anything is possible with this kid. Hopefully, we can get her on the draft table, and who knows what could happen.
10: Penny, obviously, you're missing a couple of players through injury suffered from last week, including your captain Erin Mead and one of your prime movers in Megan Williams. Said, who have you thrown the challenge down to during the week to say, a) we need you to step up in the way of leadership, but also b) we need you to be the driving force in the middle of the ground if we're be a chance tonight against the demons.
13: Yeah, I mean It's um tough loss With our captain in Aaron su- suffering a concussion Last week But I think um, a, a young developing player In the back line Has been Ella Baxter She's been like A little diamond in the rough um, I sort of Sneaked, in, sneaked her across in recruitment when I was coaching the AFI, AFL Nines um, a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago now. And I said, oh, geez, this girl can play. Do you want to come down and try at Williamstown? And she's just grown um, with every week in confidence and her um, understanding of the game. So throwing it on to her to sort of lead the backline group. Um, and then, you know, we've got a, a, a strong, young, talented inside meeting Ruby Tripodi who's Um, has just continued to groan and I'm so excited to again throw her the challenge um, of being that inside player for us.
10: Well Penny thanks again for being so generous with your time during the pre-game show and we wish you all the very best you take on the Casey Demons here tonight on your home deck at Dana Oval under lights. Thanks guys good luck with the call. Thank you. That is Penny Kula-Reed, the head coach of Wimstown in the VFLW joining us here on WARFradio.com. Radio.com. We are 22 minutes away from bounce down. Uh, we have got Alex Doherty, Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani, who is the Wizard of Odds. Just quickly, yes. How, how did
11: you go today? On I the, actually uh, had a very good day on the uh, on the Rex Hunt, uh, Pete. It was uh, yeah best bet of the day at uh, tips.betdeluxe.com.au uh, uh, getting the job done. Streetcar Stranger, Jamie Carr. Talk about women in sports. Goodness gracious me, she is the best jockey in Australia by the length of the Flemington Straight, Pete. And uh, how much return did you get on that just oh, quietly? We'll, we'll just keep that <laughs> quiet. It's going to be a very good Saturday night after this game. Put it that way, Pete. Don't worry, I know a guy at,
10: uh, at our work who uh, I think he backed something or got the quaddy at Mount Gamby or something like that and, got, <laughs> and, got, and, and paid about
11: 950 uh, but he, he was happy. That's it, very left to field that
10: one, but good luck to him. Indeed. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll take a look back at the results from so far in VFLW Round 10. All games being played today, on the Saturday. This game is also live-streamed via YouTube, church so VFLW, and also right here on wolfradio.com. Back right after this.
1: The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal
12: Life Saving. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues, from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W, and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's Draft Central. Brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades.
17: Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family.
4: Winter has really set in, time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
8: Hi, Kirk Pengilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at TreatYourEyes.org.au today.
10: It's the VfL of the Day. Indeed. You are listening to the uh, VFLW match of the day, but it's actually night-time, 7 p.m. bounce-down tonight between Weemsdown and the Casey Demons. Peter Holden, prime-time Paul Sebastiani and Alex Stockley from the A3 podcast with you tonight at Downer Oval, less than 20 minutes away from bounce-down, about to go through the uh, around-the-ground scores of what's been happening in the league. Stream hasn't started yet on YouTube, in case you were looking for that, hopefully close to the bounce-down at 7 p.m. Just search VFLW on YouTube around 7 p.m. Hopefully that stream will start with you. If anything else fails, don't worry, we've always got you here on WARFRadio.com and 89.1 FM at the ground, but Paul Sebastiani we've got some around the ground scores to get through we kicked off this morning
11: with the Hawks and the Darabin Falcons. We did indeed, yeah. It was uh, Hawthorne getting the job done very comfortably there. As, uh, as Rex Hut would say, 10 9 lemon chicken, chicken to Hawthorne. Uh, Darabin one one seven. The Doggies getting the job done over the Blues. 4-14-38, Carlton 3 twenty four. As I get a nudge, I almost got a nudge by uh, Alex. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, he, wants that's he wants
10: to that's know why. the Bulldogs. Carlton's still, well, that, that's, that's why. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> right.
11: So, yeah, yeah. Doggies getting the job done over the Blues. So that's one for three thus far for the doggies this weekend there's a BFL game tomorrow yep. AFL game tomorrow as well uh, Geelong getting the job done over your girls Pete uh, unfortunately yet yeah, 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 right. 5-9-39 to 2-4-16 Collingwood 10-15-75 uh, big win over North Melbourne 2-1-13 and the Southern Saints getting the chocolates over Port Melbourne 8-4-52 to 4-4-28 four, four, so some big results for, for some teams vying for finals this year Pete indeed with, with, uh, with Carlton going
10: down and North Melbourne going down Going down, and the Southern Saints winning. That opened up the gap there, but all of a sudden, Hawthorne are kind of lurking in the background, but they've got the hardest road home. They've got to win out. And the bulldogs, all of a sudden, Alex Doherty, your bulldogs are just—they're just, you know, they're they're in, they're in the back lane way. Their heads poking around the corner, and <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're, they're looking both ways, going, if no one suspects us, we could just steal the sixth spot.
5: If if I can describe the um this bulldogs team in one word, it'd be roller coaster, because they, yeah. they they can conceded 99 points to Geelong last week, and now they've come out, they've had eight, 18 scoring shots against Carlton, and and they've pulled off a a miraculous upset. A couple of weeks ago, they pulled off another miraculous upset against the Southern Saints, and they've just toppled Port Melbourne. Who would expect goals out of? I think I look at some
10: of them would be normally defenders. You're speaking goals out of Rudin, uh, uh, yeah Morrison's kicking goals, Moody's kicking goals, Bet's kicking goals, and you go. This is not the AFLW listed h- hot shots, you know, kicking backs, for well, you go? What is going on uh, down don't, there? Don't
11: forget they're missing uh, Mary Poppins, Mary Sandra. That's as well. right. She's out for the year, is yeah, she not, I think. Yeah,
10: exactly. Well, Carlton, um, as I can see from the Carlton goals, they had uh, two to Stephanie Lawrence and one to the uh, Taylor House replacement, Serena Gibbs. Yeah, there it is.
5: <laughs> there it is. Well, whilst we're on Taylor Harris, just quickly, where do you see her at, uh, Paul, as a, uh, as a Carlton
11: man? Yeah, do, do, do you want my... Do you want my actual mail or do you want the uh, the PR mail? My, my
10: mail's better than yours, but, you know, go on. Give us the actual mail, mate.
11: I, I highly, 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 highly doubt that she would be a Carlton next year. Highly doubt it.
10: Yeah, I think when you look at social media and you kind of don't see too much Carlton stuff on there, you go, that's kind of the wink. I, I, I do wonder, I, I throw out many, many theories, but with, <laughs> it, with this question of Saundry asking, you know, in the ballpark of or about yes. 150K, is it kind of Saundry hinting to the AFL if you want Taylor to go to another state? Yeah. This is the
11: fee you need to well, pay. you know what? I, I'm not. I don't think there's there's no issue with asking for extra money. If that's that, you know, ask yeah. for it, go for it. The problem yeah. is is now it's how do you substantiate the claim? You yeah. know, it's and and I think the majority of, I mean, the majority of A4 players, like a lot of it is to do with that marketing and yeah. and, and and how they see their stature in the game as well. It's not necessarily from a, a football on-field point of view is where where the majority of that is coming mm. from. So, look, I I, I I look, I think Carlton would be. I mean, I think they get they would get a fair few picks yeah. for her, well, would they not? So. As you said,
10: the, the perfect scenario yeah. for Carlton is that she gets taken by the Gold Coast Sun, she goes yeah. home to Queensland, they get pick one, they get Georgie Prasparkas, you got the Prasparkas sisters, Bang. everyone lives happily ever exactly. after. Exactly, exactly. That, that, that's the ideal scenario. I've heard whispers and rumours of maybe GWS to try and help start a spike in Sydney women's football, which at the moment is kind of plateauing. So that 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 is one, you know, there, there are many... Goodness knows how many rumours out there, but you know she's been linked to other Victorian clubs. But you know it, it's a, it's it's really a manager shopping her around to get yeah. the best price. A- as I've said on two occasions, the one tr- the tricky thing is for any club that takes her, particularly for a Victorian club, is once you're paying it overs or a lot of money, yeah. and most of it, let's be honest, for the marketing side rather than the football playing side. Example: she goes north. Some people have been saying, "Yeah, perfect fit at North." The problem is then you have some North players who may then turn around and go. Imagine you're going to Emma Carney going, well, okay, I may not be as marketable, but there is yeah. some positive media about me playing for North and I've delivered for you I would like more money which is reasonable which yeah. is a
5: reasonable question to ask yeah that, that, well that's the sort of thinking I'm thinking because like, yeah Taylor yeah. Harrison North would be a good fit because they don't, they don't yeah. really have a key forward yeah you know, I'm not sure if you count Emma King as one but it's sort of like you know yeah if you're Jazz Garner or Emma Carney you're like where's my slice of the pie you yeah. know not yeah. every player is motivated by money and we're not saying no, the no, players no, 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 would no, no. say it correct but
10: their managers are obliged to ask for more money like Alex Andre to be fair is doing for Taylor Harris yeah the manager is they Job is to get more money because a they work on percentage so more money means more money for them but you know it'd be neglect of their job not to try and find more money the problem is with Taylor
5: Harris did you reach too far or at the wrong time off the back of the season that she's just had it sounds like to me that they've reached out at the wrong time because you look at what the se- the season that Taylor Harris has just produced it's she finished yeah. in she just finished inside the top fifteen the BNF yeah. didn't get inside yeah. the top fifteen didn't in, oh, sorry yeah. didn't get sixteenth yeah. yeah. sixteenth yeah. so so that that's a really poor year. Exactly. So, so, and, and, so and, and I think Saundry said on on Herald Sun at the Herald Sun as well. Sort of like COVID sort of threw her um her preparations out of whack. Mm. Now, I, I don't know about you. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I sort of don't buy that excuse too much. It's sort of like because everyone else got affected. By yeah, exactly. everyone. Exactly. Everybody else. Well, got, at least all the Victorians. Oh yeah, all the all the Victorians. And I reckon there was probably about f- at least five five or six other players from Victorian clubs who had most improved seasons. Um. So, like, I, I I'm struggling to really wrap my head around that. But what it comes down to, in the end, with Taylor Harrison, and
10: this is a very tricky game that she plays because a, a lot of people are kind of putting her in the Mo Hope category because of that bad season. Yeah. Where and, and to be honest, Mo led North Melbourne's goal kicking when she got given the boot at North Melbourne after three seasons in the AFLW. They're all worried that going, oh, no, is this another star forward who's fallen off and it's all about me, 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 and all about the marketing and the yeah. brand and... Yeah. You know, it kind of, you're at the risk of overexposure, if anything, that people all of a sudden now get sick of you instead of praising you. As as Neil Butler was kind of discussing on air during our pregame show for the Port Melbourne uh, Southern Saints game, when you look at Taylor Harris, you've got to ask yourself a business question because it's money. When there's money, there's business. If Taylor Harris was to step away from the game tomorrow and concentrate on boxing, and, and good luck, we hope she does well. There. Even modeling, if she does well, they're fantastic. Make as much money as you can. If she does step away from the game, is there a dip in Carlton memberships? Is there a dip in ticket sales? Is there a dip in TV audience numbers? If the answer to all those three questions is no or, at best, absolutely minimal, and it's not worth that
11: amount of money, then why are you paying her X amount of dollars? This this is the issue, right? Now, this is is what the club and what clubs have to analyse. So from Carlton's point of view, it's, okay. well, if we lose Taylor Harris... You know, maybe there might be younger girls that might drop off the club and all that. But then at the same time, it might benefit the club on the field. So that on-field success might lead to more people coming into the club as well from a membership point of view, from a player point of view, from a coach's point of view as well. So it's it's almost you're, you're pulling and pushing yeah. at the moment with that decision. And then conversely, the club that wants to pick Taylor Harris up as well, is it going to ruffle the feathers of other players inside the club who want who might be trying to get to that marquee spot as well? So it's, it's, it's very difficult. Difficult to balance, I think. It seems like uh, she, she's
10: on the outer with the club. That's the male yeah. I keep hearing. Yeah, it's not definitely. like, for example, a Bree Davy wanting to go where it's a much loved player that's thinking definitely. about going, and there's a risk. Whereas a club yeah. you want, you want to hold on to because if that player goes, Three or four, even if they're not the best talent, but at least mid-level yep. players might say, "Well, I'm out the door too because she's out the door." If Taylor leaves the door, is there an exodus? I don't think there is.
11: Well, can I just say, isn't it just fantastic that we're just having yeah, this exactly. discussion yeah. over the whole thing? Like, I, I, I love it. If this and is, this and about, is what about, not football Not, not you know, only, I'm enjoying it. And, I love and, it. And, <laughs> and, to and, to,
10: and to Taylor and Alex Landry's and credit, it's not. It's discussion about contracts and yes. paying them more money. Correct. Exactly if, right. And yeah, how much is the right amount and what they're worth. It, Correct. You know, or we, we wish to be honest for them. It Talking in the millions, but yeah. Yeah, well, at the, at the
11: end of the day, and as, I, as I've said in previous weeks as well with the with the contracts and all that, <laughs> you're not just going to be handed money on a silver platter, are you? Pete? you got to fight for it, you got to negotiate for it, and, and that's what they're
10: doing. As, as I think Neil argued on air, said we're arguing the men's game about 150k. We'd be saying, "Oh, which which rookie draft were they take in? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and here we are in the women's game arguing about
11: yeah. 150k for a, a prime player. Look, I guess you know when you. Lo- I mean, look, I mean when you look at it from a point of view from from like the whole of Australia's point of view. I mean, on, on 150k, I mean you would take that, Pete. Wouldn't you just quietly? Oh, just, <laughs>
10: y- y- let, let me just say, it. When, when, when it comes to women's dual sport athletes, just quietly, if, if Taylor Harris is worth 150k, Elise Perry's worth 15 million. Well, that's exactly <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, and Aaron
11: Phillips is worth triple than what Taylor's Oh, yeah, is worth, yeah, I think. So it's, yeah. it's all about perspective, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely.
10: Right. And it's a good thing to say yeah. they're worth much. they're worth more money. <laughs> thank goodness when the CBA's coming around. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. When we return on the other side of the break, the 7pm bounce down, down, and the Casey Demons here in the Pride Cup.
9: Yeah, a tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis, there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free, confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1800RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra.
3: How often should you wash your hands?
9: Maybe around nine times a day.
3: Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands?
4: After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food.
3: How would you rate your knowledge of food safety?
5: Probably like an 8 out of 10. 6 or 7.
3: 7.5? 7. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash foodsafetytraining. Food safety, it's in your hands. Been playing for a while Sweet Kicks
7: Cos footy makes you smile Sweet Kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks football hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile, Sweet Kicks football. (laughs)
15: They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But do you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate, and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five.
0: It's enemies winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling and having my biggest rival who I'd just beaten ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years but in the end we both respected each other and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair go to playbytherules.net.au
7: Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common.
12: He said, Mum, I'll get money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son.
6: And then I got a call from the bank manager.
8: I never expected this from my daughter.
16: If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again.
7: For free confidential support, call 1-800-ELDER-HELP. That's 1-800-353-374. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At OzHarvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food.
6: No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions, and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business.
10: on WARF radio.com your home of women's football 89.1 FM at the ground and live on YouTube if you just punch in those letters VFLW you can find this game on YouTube Wimstown and the Casey Demons uh, for the Pride Cup tonight in Round 10 of the VFLW you've got Peter Holton prime time Paul Sebastiani and Alex Docherty from the A3 podcast here tonight we're waiting for the toss of the coin the Casey Demons stacked with Melbourne talent tonight, but for Wimstown tonight, Alex Doherty, they get to roll out a couple of the GWS players. Georgia Garnett, Lisa Steen, Libby Graham, and oh, will throw throwing
5: a Suns footballer in Beskini as well. Yeah, there's a couple of couple of good players in there. I'm a big fan of how Georgia Garnett goes her football. I think they, they rate her really um, internally in uh, at GWS land, and Libby Graham was a player that was taken um, in the draft last year, very tough player, so um, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they sort of fit into the whole dynamic of Williamstown and Bess Keeney I think had a, had a really underrated season at the Suns as well Pete just very just, just played a number of roles I think she played around half back played a little bit in the midfield so it'll be very interesting to see where they play tonight at Williamstown Paul Sebastiani, the
10: pressure on for the KC Demons. I mean, they're favourites coming into this game. But once they've seen the results from this round, where they've seen the Southern Saints, who are one spot behind them, win today, they've seen Geelong win today, Collingwood win today, all of a sudden it's like, well, we better get cracking if not only to stay in the top six... But if we want to push for a top two spot,
11: because all the sides around us, bar Port Melbourne today, winning. Yeah, well, it's it, momentum is a big thing, especially in such a short in such a short season as well. I think. It's tough to. I think it's tough to sort of gain momentum in this competition, too, because there's just so much chopping and changing of sides yeah. every week. So different players are in different sorts of form, and AFLW players coming in. I mean, it's it's going to be an intriguing run to the finals come the end of the year, Pete. For those joining us, those
10: Melbourne players in today for the Casey Demons: Maddie Gay, Sarah Lampard, Libby Birch, Alyssa Bannon, Casey Shot, the Sheriff, Jackie Parry, Megan Fitzsimmon, Shelley Huth. Oh, and by the way, Eden Zanka as well. Just to give you night. <laughs> I'll,
5: tell you, I'll tell you what, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give uh, Penny Kula Reid quite a lot of headaches tonight, especially Eden Zanker had a strong end of the year at, in the AFLW at, at, playing, playing more as a midfielder. And when you have a big-bodied midfielder like Eden Zanker, Paul, just running running rampant across the stoppages and centre bounces, how are you going to try and stop it? Well, this is the thing too, and uh, territory
11: is such an important facet of this of this type of competition as well. The team who can win territory and keep the ball and lock it inside their forward half and win the clearances. I know you always make note of this when when you come down to the games, it's the clearance work. The clearance work of the teams, teams able to get that ball lock, locked inside forward 50, just goes so far to winning games. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Uh,
5: like, uh, it's a, it's it's very cliche, but games yeah. are definitely won and yeah. lost in the midfield, especially, no, of course. especially down in um in VFLW level where the, the, they got it. They got to try and extract the footy right from the source, try and get it as direct as possible, and then yeah, sort of lock it in. And it's 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 interesting. Williamstown's always known for being very breezy ground. There's no, there, no you, can, you can barely mate, feel the anything. Trees are not
11: moving. They're still. You can be, <laughs> you, you can't feel a thing. It's uh it, it's a still night here. So as we said, Pete, no excuses for either team. We're just about ready to get
10: underway here at uh, Downer Oval. The Pride Cup logo is on the ground here in the Ford pocket at uh, the grandstand end of the ground, or canteen end, which is just now open towards the city end, is the scoreboard end. Players just about getting in position. Umpire says all is just about in readiness, and to get us underway, it's prime time, Paul Sebastiani.
11: So, Williamstown and Casey Demons... Gooden and Wimbanks to do battle in the ruck as the umpire tosses the ball up and uh, the tap down is won by Williamstown but it's going to go the way of the Casey Demons coming through traffic was Zanka she went one way the other spun out, oh. of, tr- spun out of trouble with a don't argue got a kick up towards centre half forward Demons going to attack first they do well here little handball out was okay and now they're going to go deep inside forward 50 Milford around the football but going back with the flight and taking a good mark was Jacqueline Parry and she'll go back from about 30 metres out slight angle really quick ball movement by the Casey Demons earlier Alex started from the middle and we called it from the start Eden Zanker what a a terrific fend off and great use of her
5: body and and strength in the clear in the clearances it's resulted in a scoring opportunity here Jackie Parry very uh
11: very accurate shot for goal here i would back her in from here so don't put the mozza on her yet (laughs) Ali so first shot of the game inside a minute Parry shot on its way is it going to make the distance no it's fisted through oh it's going to be kicked off the ground I think is it a goal I think it might be, it's all ball. clear. So Williamstown defenders not able to rush that ball through and the goal I think has been kicked by Maddie Gay, it has indeed. So the first of the night goes to the Casey Demons and they are one straight six, Williamstown yet to score. Two minutes gone in this opening quarter, Alex. That is going to tear the hair out of Penny Collery. That was incredible. I think n- n- everybody
5: gave up on the ball. They all thought <laughs> they all thought it was um, they all thought it was over the line. And the, and, the, and the only one that sort of was quick to pounce on it was Maddie Gay. And 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 she, oh, what a, what a tremendous season she's had at AFLW level in the team. I think first time tonight, isn't she? Matty Gay and oh. Bank straight into St- it straight into it you'd uh, love to see it second time to- I oh, know I definitely saw against Port Melbourne a
10: few weeks okay. ago oh, okay. as Wimbanks wins it down going through the middle of the ground Fitzsimmons wanted to get onto it umpires blowing the whistle says a free kick going the way here of the Casey Demons Harasimiuk with the football decides to work it wide 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 to the wing it's knocked away from her and by Malnickis Malnickis goes in to pick up the football wild little hand pass oh. trying to find Loughna and got rolled over going with her as Buck and everyone's going to jump on top of the football will call for a ball up uh, Roundabout a centre wing position beat side of the ground here at Downer Oval just quietly with these cool conditions as it wouldn't be wise to take a dip in this weather <laughs> as the umpire throws the ball up in the air and away we go again Gooden winning the rack tap there for Williamstown board the ground hurry little kick off the ground favouring the Casey Demons by about 20 metres going to ground there and try and fight half for the ball I think maybe that again coughed it up now at the half-back, he almost copying it in the back was uh, Bess Keeney, who was over the top of the football, fighting hard for it. Emily Casey, that's Casey of Williamstown, against Casey, just to confuse things. <laughs> and the umpire will take the football back and will call for a
11: ball up right on the paint, 50 out from Casey's goal. You already got my head in a muddle, Pete. So. <laughs> Here we go, at half-forward for the Casey Demons. Ruck-Tap came towards the back, trying to win the football was Tripotti. She got a kick up towards half-forward, into the middle of the ground. The merit was there, and she laid a great tackle on her opponent. Ball just uh, coming out the side of the contest. Foul the way there of Fitzsimon. She got a kick, a high one towards the middle of the ground now. Uh, Williamstown win out. Chasing the football, getting back here was uh, Melnika. She got a little handball over the top. Was okay towards her target. That was good and she thumps it up towards half forward. Ball falls out the back of the pack. Williamstown trying to lock this ball inside. 4.50 good tackle laid. Coming through the metre there for the Demons. There was Birch. Little quick kick away is okay. And then just dropping the mark there. Let's the uh, Let's Williamstown in. Seagulls are trying to lock this one in their forward half. It's around about 60 out from their goal. There's a stack of bodies around this football. Neither team able to win clean possession. Throwing her body in there was Umpire Umpire's going to cross himself and we'll have a ball up. Round about 60 to 65 metres out from the Williamstown goal. Attacking towards this bay end of the ground here. They trail by one straight goal. About four minutes into
10: this first term, umpire raises the hand in the air. I think he's waiting for the football to come back.
5: There's there's a player player in the the hands of the trainers. trainers. Uh
10: I'm not quite sure who that is from from here. Just out of distance from us. Can't see see a number here either, I'll keep an eye on that. Thanks Alex Doherty. and once she leaves the ground safely, the umpire will be able to get play underway again. Happened off the ball from us. So we'll reset at the half-forward flank here for Weamstown. Find the air we go. Good and crashed into yep. Winbanks. The umpire says because he didn't contest with the ball, it will be Winbanks' free kick. And she elects to play on, goes on the right boot, going towards the true centre half back position, finds Grace Bucket. How do you get to Bucket on the Bucket bus? Moves it out <laughs> towards the wing position on the far side of the ground. Putting her head over the football on that occasion was Keeney. Got besieged upon immediately, spun around and around after she gave it up. The Casey opponent and the umpire says it's a free kick going the way of the Seagulls and taking it there is Whelan, goes on the right boot, goes towards the half-forward flank, through through several sets of hands, trying to fire out the hand pass, there was Elizabeth Bannon, it was hot potato football, half-forward flank now here for the Seagulls, Whelan goes back again, hurried little hand pass, trying to draw the player there is Lofnane, puts it into a bit of a mess, everyone's going to surround the football, throw a handkerchief over half a dozen footballers, will call for a ball up, centre wing out of side, Casey Demons leading
5: by a goal, here is Alex Docherty. Well that was Nicole H- uh, Hales, that was off the, that was helped off by the ground by the trainers on the ground. It uh, looks like they're, they're assessing her ankle, so doesn't look doesn't look too good. She looks like she's in a, a bit of pain, and also very interesting to point out that um, Libby Graham's got the
11: job on Imogen Milford. So Alex Doherty on the special comments. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that uh, that injured demon. So and I think Talia Merritt was just filling her shoulder
10: then and just went down the race as we speak for Weems
11: Few casualties early in this one. Ball on the outer side here, centre wing. It is the uh, Casey Demons who lead at one straight six. Winnens and Gooden to do battle in the ruck. Falls away of the Demons. It's just paddling there in front of uh, McDonald. She wasn't able to win clean possession, although they get it up towards half forward here, the Casey Demons. Picked up there well by Graham. She was tackled immediately. The umpire said holding the ball, and it'll be a free kick going the way of Casey. So, quick little kick inside, not the best. Their target there was Zanka. She couldn't take the mark. Seagulls have got time to retreat, but uh, Demons are let in here. Fumble there by Tripotti. Quick kick up towards full forward. Ball's going to fall out the back of the pack. It's trekking towards a boundary line. Milford tries to chase the football. She just overran it. Laid a good tackle on her opponent. Umpire said play on. And the boundary line is going to beat them, and we'll have it tossed in right next to the behind post. Casey, one straight six. Williamstown yet to score. Ball locked deep inside, forward for the Demons.
10: And it was Lawrence Solomon that saw it over and out as the umpire resets himself to throw it back into play. Spinning back in. It's going to land in the hot spot. About 40 yards from goal. Good in that front position. Whelan was calling for it. Ignored by a teammate in the hand pass. A little bit of a dribbler going to Loftane, who had to give it off quickly while under pressure. Getting the kick away. Emily Casey for Town Kicks outside the paint. 50 metres. Came off hand in a pack situation. Drawing the football was Bidenweg Webster. Went with a long hand pass over the top. Wanted Steen to try and run out of the football. Had to go back. In for a second crack, it was successful. Got it to Georges. Georges now got it to a weaving footballer there who managed to get it towards uh, the player in Georges again. She's followed up for the old one too. Around the half forward flank, she got barreled over though. Coming in to uh, lay the tackle there for the Casey Demons and
5: uh, tying them all up in the end was, was Shelley, Shelley yeah. and yeah. the up says I'll ask for the football back Alex Docherty yeah that was one too many handballs there by the Williamstown players and uh, it sort of stems back from I think Casey's Casey's defenders they're kind of swarming in numbers at the moment and sort of creating that perceived
11: pressure so from the contest little handball out the back there by Zanka and uh, ball here flicking around at half forward the Seagulls do well to win possession trying to get a little handball out there was Georges ball in dispute here inside forward 50 for the Seagulls and we'll have a ball up Around about 40 to 45 metres out from their goal, they trail by one even goal. One straight six, Casey, Williamstown yet to score. So from the uh, ball up, there's going to be a high free kick. It's going to go the way of uh, Williamstown, and the free kick will go to Alana King. So she's probably a little bit too far out to score. Polinia plays inside, forward 50. She's got a few leads. She ignores them at the moment. And uh, she's going to pop this one. Well, she was going to pop it up to the top of the square. and fortuitously it's landed in the lap there of uh, Whelan, and she was tackled immediately. I don't think she realised it was 15, and uh, she stepped off her mark play on. She yeah. was wrapped up, and the umpire gave her the benefit of that. We'll have it tossed up, 45 out.
10: Yeah, the whistle was fairly late for the umpire. Whelan took off and went, uh-oh, as the ball hit the ground. Center half forward here for the Seagulls. Messer players in there. Haram Simiak was trying to get it out for the Casey Demons. All scrapping for it on hands and knees. One of the players trying to find in there, Meg McDonald, the umpire, says they'll take the football back and restart play. Centre half forward here for Wimstown. They trailed by a goal as we reach the halfway mark of this first term. Trying to get a hand, hurried hand pass out of there was Lisa Steen. Kick around the corner for the C, goals, bouncing close towards the boundary line forward pocket. Seeing it over in the end was Claire Ryan. On her hammer was Alison Brown. And we'll call for the ball back in and get some thoughts
5: from the man from the A3 podcast, Alex Stockerty. Well, Casey started the game pretty roll on top of the clearances early but I think Williamstown now, I think they're just slowly edging themselves back into this contest with um,
11: just uh, really rushed uh, chaos ball sort of efforts So ball falls out the back of the ruck contest there it's in dispute again, there are bodies absolutely everywhere around this football at the moment neither team able to win clean possession ball flicks out the back of the stoppage good smother there by the uh, Seagulls defender, wrapping up uh, in a really good tackle there was uh, Fairchild, she was wrapped up and will have a ball up just outside offensive 50 for the Seagulls. A trail by an even goal. We've gone just over 10 minutes in this first quarter from the ruck contest. Neither are really able to win a clean hit to advantage. Little handball out there by uh, Heath. She sold her opponent up the creek, though. Little handball out towards the uh, outside of the contest and a quick snap forward there by Sheriff. She gets it up towards centre wing. Milford just couldn't take clean possession of the football. Now the Seagulls are led in. Picking up the football, there was Casey. She Whoa. was wrapped up as soon as she got it. But uh, there's going to be a free kick going the way of Casey. Illegal disposal. Was, yep, I think it was a throw there. So free kick and they look to transfer play towards this outer side. it's a nice kick as well, coming out to meet the football was Horn, she couldn't take clean possession she was wrapped up really well, holding the ball free kick going the way of the goals, good defensive effort and in the end it's going to end up in the
10: hands I think it might be Lofnane out there who goes with a short kick up towards the half forward flank position and end up just dribbling forward and cleaning up the mess at the back was Alison Brown, went for a hand pass to a teammate who got absolutely mown down and the umpire says that's a free kick going the way there of the Seagulls and I think it might be in the hands of the 22 and Claire Ryan, she finds herself off around about 60 metres out from goal furthest point from our commentary position which is in the forward pocket, grandstand. tank, great spot to call now goes long but uh, Mark, uh, ball is intercepted by Brown who decides to go for a switch of play towards defensive goal square managing to use Birch, kicking up the line, finding Lampard, couple of Melbourne AFLW listed footballers, now down the central corridor with the kick had to be good, was trying to find Milford, bounced off of her chest, coming through for support was Harris Simek. couldn't quite get it out, traffic jams of players, Emily Casey wanted to get in there for Williamstown and the umpire says it's
5: all locked up, we'll call for a ball up. Had a few moments there um, Milford where she's sort of been in that right position, just hasn't been able to take the uh, the clear mark, so um, be very interested to see whether or not that's the, um, the one on one that uh, Libby Graham is giving her. So plenty
11: of pressure around this contest picked up there by the Seagulls by Baxter. She ran into a wall of trouble here. In and under there was Malnikas. She was wrapped up as well. Umpire crosses himself. We'll have another stoppage. Smack bang on centre wing here. It's the Casey Demons, one straight six. Williamstown yet to score. Traveled just over 12 minutes in this first quarter. Ball flips out the back of the contest. In there for the Seagulls was uh, Beatenweg Webster. She couldn't win clean possession. Again, plenty of players around this football. Big tackle laid there by uh, Simiuk And we'll have a ball up yet again right on the edge of the square. So 13 minutes gone in this first quarter. What do these teams have to do, Alex Stocker? Trying to win a clearance here. <laughs> just get, just get the ball on the boot, <laughs> ball. It. And it's gonna be here we go. Now we get a free kick, and this will open up play a little bit more. It'll go to, it'll go to the Seagulls, and it'll go the way of Amy Whelan. Better disposals last week for the Seagulls. Gets on the right boot. Goes out towards
10: the half-forward flank of the beach side of the ground. Came off hands. Trying to get the way in there was Master. Josh, is the bigger body. Taken away here by Brown, who puts a hurry boot on the ball. Had to be good with the kick, and it turned out to be okay in the end. And they're going to swing it back in. Shelley Heath wants to come back in board. That's a great hit. Oh, it's a beautiful kick. Managing to find the running player there in Kirkwood. Kirkwood managed to hit up Matty Gay. <laughs> Gay on the right boot. Goes out towards the half-forward flank position towards a one-on. On one. this is going to be a foot race here it's Milford that's going to be going with it with Graham oh. and oh, Graham turns Milford inside out the Milford hangs on to Graham, umpire says yeah it's fair, play on, we're out here on the half forward flank, Birch want to have a crack here for the Casey Demons, shovel out little handball close towards the boundary line finds the running Maddie Gay who put on the right boot to try and centre it but sliding on her knees, Gold Coast Suns footballer Beskini for the Seagulls
11: she gets it and switches to Amy Whelan so I think it's uh, might be Trapodi out there on this uh, wing. That's here, fifty. And that's a fifty, and a fifty. I think encroaching on the mark. It'll be, yeah, will uh, be right. Yes, it'll be Ruby Trapotti. Yeah, so I,
10: I, blame, I blame the ponytail covering part <laughs> of the. <number. laughs>
5: that was that was Milford trying to run run around the back of, of Ruby
11: Tripodi there. Just you can't do that. That's that's too close to the mark. So Ruby Trapotti. So she's going to go up the line. It's not a bad kick. It's okay. Works out well. She finds her target, taking the mark there. Uh, for the uh, Seagulls, I believe. I think I'm not too sure who that was. Anyway, the play goes on. It's up towards half forward. The quick kick up towards half forward for the uh, Seagulls, and uh, we'll have a ball up here. So Seagulls have just been uh, peppering around this sort of half forward area, not able to get a shot towards goal yet, but they are threatening from the ruck contest. Quick tap down by Gooden. Didn't go towards her intended target. Ball up. Uh, in dispute again and we'll have yet another ball up so I think it might have been Lofnane there on the the wing prior I think she was the one who, who drove that ball up towards half forward so we'll have it tossed up round about 55 out from the Williamstown goal and one out on that occasion by Master
10: who's debuting today for the Casey Demons out of the NAB League. Taken away though with a long hand pass by Lisa Steen working wide here on the half forward flank The Seagulls. There's half a dozen around it as the five-hound hand pass came to Sullivan. Sullivan went towards the forward pocket. Not much on here and going to clean it up at the back is Libby Birch. She has some heat coming at her but they managed to kick it away, the Demons out towards the half back flank. Only for it to be intercepted. Sasha Long got onto it. That's called an intercept mark, Brian Taylor by the way, <laughs> if you're watching. Now kicking it Sash along wants to go inside 50. Went towards the pack. Jumping early for it was Birch. The ball hit the ground. Trying to chase after it. rash was Paige Nash. Demons going close towards the boundary line. Here it will go over and out. 40 meters around from the left-hand point post. Which shows the Casey Demons one straight six. Williamstown no score, Alex Stockerty.
5: Well, this next this next few minutes are going to be big for Williamstown. Because they're they're getting enough inside fifty entries here, gentlemen. It's sort of just that next kick going deep It's going to be it's the problem. Because I
11: think credit to Casey, I think their their, their defenses sort of really standing up at the moment so from the restart again the Rucks go at it a swath of players around this one Williamstown player under the ball there I think it might have been uh, Graham Autrapati under that contest there and we're going to have yet another ball up here half forward flank outer side ball tossed up right on the paint of 50 big tap forward there by uh, Matza so ball flips out the front of the contest, although it is all uh, all Williamstown Seagulls here. Kick inside, forward 50 by Sullivan And uh, it's around about 45 out from the Williamstown goal. They pick it up, snap up towards full forward. Birch was in there, just eluded her, fell into the lap there of Nash. She couldn't get a shot away at goal, and now the Demons can clear. Good kick out, and uh, they look to be out towards this broadcast side. They come up the middle now towards half forward. Gay is uh, the target there at centre, half forward for the Demons. She goes back into... Uh, her Assist her, uh, assist her teammate who was uh, Bannon, who laid a good tackle here at half forward, right on the point of the square. We'll have it tossed up. Still, Casey one straight six, Williamstown yet to score. Alex Stock special that, comments. That was a good effort there from Maddie Gay, She was caught about two meters behind the footy and
5: just sort of had to make the had to make that contest and forced a stoppage. That, that's really good footy. And I'm Peter Holden with ordinary comments. Is it taken <laughs> away clearly
10: by Fitzsimon? Was immediately smothered off her boot. Everyone wants to jump on the pill. The umpire circling finally blows the whistle and will call for a ball up. Last player on the top of that. Pack was Sasha Long, player on the bottom of that pack was 20 and Tori Snoletsk umpire takes the football back between centre and centre half forward for the KC Demons Gooden goes thud into the ground as she went up for that contest trying to weave through there and get a hand pass out I think might have been uh, horned there for the KC Demons Brody under pressure hand pass, umpire says it's a throw in his opinion, a throw against Suleman and it will be a free kick going the way of the KC Demons I think it's Fairchild, Pete as in front of us, should spot that. Redheads, easy to spot. Fairchild <laughs> going towards the pocket. spoil from behind. Denied. Suleiman comes through. Affecting this ball against Arasumiak. Now goes up towards the wing position. Trying to get on the end of it and maybe dispossessed. With Lampard close towards the boundary line. Wanting to jump in there as Mel Nickus for Weemstown. Umpire pulls out a free kick going the way of Wimston. Quick little question, guys. Mel Nickus, she's from Diamond Creek. Who's the best ever Diamond Creek
5: women's footballer? Chloe Malloy or Steph Chochi? Give it to Chloe Malloy. No, no, I'm, I'm, I think Steph Kyochi Just, I'm, I'm biased here. Yeah, I'm going for Chloe. She'd kill me if I didn't say otherwise. <laughs> I was just going to say, just, <laughs> just quickly. I think Harris Simeon just there in the inside fifty. Just stopped. Just, just
11: had to. Just had to keep attacking the footy. So, from that uh, resulting free kick here, ball works its way up towards centre half forward, and the umpire crosses himself. Not long to go in this first quarter. Just under a minute now. We'll probably... Well, there's about, what, five seconds to go. So neither team probably going to be able to get a score from the restart. Ball just bobbling around here at centre-half forward. Again, neither team able to win clean possession. Little handball out and trying to work her way through was Tripotti. She got a kick forward. Zanka went in there for the demons and uh, little flicking handball out. Zanka's going to chase that football down. She was uh, besieged upon by a few seagulls and the ball in the middle. Good tackle laid by the demons and they look like they're going to go inside 450. No great tackle laid by Nash and uh, the umpire's is going to call a hold. I think it's going against. I think it might have been against uh, Snellix. So I no, oh, no, it's Snellix. going for two Snellix. He's Sorry, it the apologies. Wrong way. Yes. So from that uh, resulting free kick, the Demons are led in here at uh, at uh, centre wing. Good tackle there by the Seagulls, though. Plenty of plays around this one. Emerging from the pack was Malnikas. She was wrapped up as soon as she grabbed the ball. They work it up towards half forward. Demons do well. Little slap in front of her there by Steen. But it looks like the boundary line might be there. No, it's kept alive. Ball is soft. <laughs> about a couple of centimetres in, and the boundary umpire is going to call for it. And we'll have a free kick Aren't going the way of the Demons, I think, maybe for a deliberate, Pete. Well, as the ball is quickly kicked towards the set uh, squares.
10: Oh, the back. Yeah, I thought so. Unlucky, the Emily Casey. The umpire said play on. The Demons were going to come away with it. Oh, brilliant Until the smother. smother was laid on in the middle of the ground. Had to try and find the hand pass backwards. Meg McDonald but put it into all kinds of a mess. Trying to clean it up for the, one of her teammates in Milver. Now swings around towards the uh, wing position. One oh, to chase after it is Emma Humphreys. Humphreys with the football on the right boot. As the siren sounds to indicate quarter time here at Downer Oval. Ignore the scoreboard which showed 18 minutes and 33 seconds. The clock actually started late, (laughs) but it was definitely a 20 minute quarter. The Casey Demons, one straight six. Weemstown no score. And all I can say, Alex Doherty, is hmm. I mean I know the Seagulls haven't looked like they were going to kick a goal, but the Casey Demons, a side that we're expecting to run away with a game today, have had the
5: wheel clamp firmly put on them. Yeah, absolutely. It's been um, it's, it's been a great tackling quarter from both sides, in particular. I think Williamstown. Not not many not many people are expecting much out of them against a, a team that's got about nine or ten AFLW players. But to be one goal down at quarter time, that, that that's an incredible that's incredible stuff. An incredible start from the Seagulls.
10: Absolutely. If they can uh, get one early in this second quarter, Paul Sebastiani,
11: that would fly on them up. Yeah, well, and you, you think about it too, like Casey's goal was actually quite fortuitous. Matty Gay kicking it in the goal square when everyone just the, sort of... They, they, everyone just stopped in the first 60 seconds. A, everyone stopped. And Williamstown defensively, defensively, I think, have been have been absolutely fantastic. Milford hasn't really been able to get real separation on her opponent, So it's been a good defensive effort from Williamstown. And I think if they can just be a little bit cleaner going forward of centre, then that, that they'll be troubling the, the Casey Demons as, as the game goes on. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at quarter time. It's the Casey Demons one straight six
10: leading Wimstown. no score here on the VFLW YouTube stream and warfradio.com.
1: The mate with the high-tech Bluetooth fish finder, but not a life jacket. You know the type. So when enjoying the water, make the right call to keep your mates safe. Make sure they wear a life jacket. A message from your mates at Royal Life Saving.
12: Draft Central is entering a new era. Covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W, and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. At Draft Central Oz, the Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today, we
17: focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. So the Smith family.
4: Brr. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
8: Hi, Kirk Pingilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats, but our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today.
10: On the Rebel VFLW YouTube stream, on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. Or if you're within shouting distance of us, so sorry, you're listening to the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Town and the Casey Demons here at Down Oval. And when people were expecting a one-sided game, and they were telling us, oh, you're going to that game tonight, oh, good luck, uh, hold the phone, people, one straight six, Casey Demons. Williamstown yet to score. Alex Docky, I'm going to throw you into the huddle. You're there. You're taking the role of Penny Killer Reed at this very moment. You're chatting to the Williamstown players. They're all grouped in. What are you saying in a game? You were expected to lose easily, and you're
5: just a goal down at quarter time. I'd, I'd, I'd be I'd be giving them a, all a big pat on the back because it was a, a terrific quarter set up by tackling pressure, and yep. they they, they were on the back foot early. They got that they got their opening goal through almost pot like Paul Sebastiani oh, and so of, oh, God. and uh, but then after <laughs> after that they sort of reeled in all the clearances. That it sort of evened up, it sort of evened out by a quarter time. So it's sort of your penny curler read you're telling them you're encouraging them, giving them a paddle back, Tell them to keep going because there's you know, first quarter's done. Now it's another quarter. Yeah. You got to you got to keep going, and it'll be interesting to see. What they can do to try and get through that last step towards getting a scoring opportunity, yeah, they they probably only had one genuine chance to really um, put a score on the board, and it sort of it sort of got fluffed up. But
11: I, uh, I think the coaches too in the box have got to be switched on because Casey are going to they're going to have to change something going going forward of centre, I think, because it just hasn't worked out for them going inside fifty. So it'll be interesting to see what what they flip on the um what they flip on the whiteboard. Yeah, it will be, and I think from the
5: Casey Casey point of view, they yeah I feel like they do they do need a. Sort of have a look. Just they had a couple of good passages of play yeah. set, set up by um, good kicking. I think they need, just
11: need to just weather the storm a little bit, and um, I think their good fortunes will come so back underway here second quarter action between Williamstown and Casey it's Casey leading at one straight six Williamstown Seagulls yet to score from the uh, restart trying to win the ball there was Malnika she got a clearing kick up towards the attacking side of centre wing Demons do well here though Heath did really well against her opponent had her kick smothered though there and uh, the Seagulls are let in hovering around the football for the uh, Seagulls was uh, Malnika she couldn't win clean position and now the uh, Demons go up towards half forward and they lead the race for the football Good pick up there and good shark by Bannon. She gets a quick kick up towards yeah. the top of the square. Now the team able to win clean possession. Clearing kick up towards the centre of the ground. Looks like it's going to come back in. Handball there from McDonald. She was wrapped up as soon as she grabbed the football and she was held on to for a little bit longer than uh, that Williamstown Seagull defender intended to. And the Demons go long back inside Ford 50, but going back with the flight of the ball and taking a good mark in the last line of defence was Elizabeth Keeney and Beskini with the football gets on the
10: right boot, goes towards the halfback flank, went over several sets of hands trying to get in, there. was Brown for the Casey Demons dispossessed of the football five players jump on top of it the umpire is circling, circling blows the whistle and says no opportunity, we will call for a ball up, so let's restart things shall we, near the half forward flank for the Casey Demons heading towards the city end of the ground right a screen for those watching on the VFLW stream, immediately caught with the ball, there was Snelletsk, ball pop out, still in favor of the Seagulls trying to claim it was George Ash. She couldn't hang on to it. Lurking around the side of the pack is Humphreys. Won't come out to her, but she might help out in the tackle here. Umpire blows the whistle again. No opportunity. Ball up center wing.
5: Let's get some thoughts early stage second quarter from Alex Doherty. I really liked uh, Libby Graham's start to the game. Just that, just a little passage before when Casey went, went inside 50, she had to peel off her
11: opponent to affect the contest. And that, that, that's great signs early on. So from the restart, again, ball in dispute here, laying a tackle uh, was McDonald, and we'll have another ball up here right in front of the Williamstown Seagull Interchange Gate. So from the Ruck Contest, neither Ruck able to really win a clean tap, though, and uh, the Seagulls look like they're going to press forward over the football was left, she gets a kick up towards half-forward. Libby Birch in there. She's wrapped up as soon as she grabs the football. Really good tackle, and we'll have it tossed up right on the pane of 50 here. Williamstown attacking towards this uh, canteen end of the ground. They still trail. No score to the Casey Demons. One straight six from the hit out. Plenty of players around the ball and a quick kick off the ground. Demons have got numbers around this one. Throwing their head over the football was Malnikas. And uh, being wrapped up there immediately, I think, was Tripodi. Around the football was Fairchild as well. But the umpire says, give it to me, I'll toss it up. Just the attacking side of the wing here for the... uh, for the Seagulls, big tap down there by Wynn Banks and uh, good tackle there laid by Fairchild on uh, uh, Biddenweg Webster, but uh, again we'll probably have yet another stoppage, ball just working its way up towards centre wing and uh, the Casey Demon still lead it, one straight six, Williamstown yet to score. Umpire throws the
10: ball high in the air, Wynn Banks wins the contest on this occasion, ball got out the back door try to go with an ambitious kick around the corner with Zanka, now the ball goes out of bounds on the full and it will be a free kick on the way the Wimstown Seagulls and Gabrielle Bartonweg-Webster so Bardenweg webster with the football in front of her interchange bench. Gets on the right boot, goes long towards the half-forward flank position, was trying to find Georges, got knocked away from her hands. Soccer ball off the ground, two-on-one. neighborhood no favouring the Casey Demons here. As Emily caught with Strafford, had support, going in to try and pick up the football there and getting brought to ground as she kicked it was Sophie Georges. And the umpire says it's the free kick going the way of the Casey Demons and one Libby Birch. Birch on the right boot, going in the direction of, uh, guess who, number six is Emma Humphrey and Humphreys kicks it long and high towards the middle of the ground drop what she really sort of swallowed Casey, I shot the Sheriff she immediately got besieged upon Weemstown tried to turn it over here Paige Nash tried to knock it forward couldn't work out Megan Fitzsimmons jumped in there so goes Emma Humphreys umpire says in the back free kick for the Seagulls
11: so free kick will go the way here of Steen she's going to Maybe pump this one inside, 450. No, she goes with a short kick. It's a lovely oh. kick as well, and dropping the mark, coming out, well, it wasn't taken by the uh, Seagulls forward, and now the Demons can clear up towards centre wing. Quick kick forward and leading back in the race there. There's, uh, she's got support here from her teammates. Working up on the football there with Sheriff, and uh, but now the Seagulls are going to go deep into a track. It's all Demons here. Libby Birch went back with the fly, couldn't take it. Little fist away by Horn, going back into when the football was Birch. She was tackled immediately, and that tackle pressure you spoke of, Ali, is ramping up here from the Seagulls and they're going to lock it inside their forward 50. Good tackle uh, laid uh, by Zanka. Just
5: quickly, I can confirm the 26. It's Georgia Garnett. Thank you, Pete. There we go. I just want to quickly say, I think one another thing that's really working for Williamson at the moment is they're getting repeat inside 50 opportunities. Yep, definitely. So uh, a scoring opportunity is going to come sooner rather than
10: later. Of course, we've got a couple of GWS players making their debut today for Williamstown. Garnett was originally listed as 41, but we can confirm now wearing are the 26. Paige Nash has the football at centre-half forward here. It's a big kick here for Williamstown. Wants to go for the wind-up does so. Goes for the hotspot 30 metres out from goal. Came off hands in the pack of six. Ball hits the ground. Who wants clean football? one wanted to jump in there. Jumping in there as well as Allison Brown. Can't get it out. Over the top Torrey Snellet. Some pass circling. Blows the whistle. Calls for a ball up. If you've just joined us. Five and a half minutes gone. Second term. Casey Demons. One goal. Wimstown yet to score. Some quick thoughts. Alex Docherty. Well
5: just just that, that last 450 entry. They're all sort of leading towards the corridor. No one's sort of going out wide to the pockets. So if you're If you're a Williamstown forward, just try and create a lead to the pocket. Create some space. Because right now, this is probably the only thing that's stopping them from actually getting a score.
10: Umpire off the ball, found a holding infringement in the ruck contest, and Lana King has it, considering a shot on goal, even though she looked hesitant from about 45 metres out. Lana King will come in on the right boot. It will fall short. It will go towards the top of the square. Flying originally for it was Winbanks, Came off hands for the Casey Demons. Long kick out of defence. If it bounces out of bounds, it'll be Lasso. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? The Williamstown player, whose normal gut instinct would try and pick up the football, said, no, I'm going to shepherd it out of bounds, because that way, I get the free kick.
11: It's smart footy. Yeah, Very, very intelligently played by Lauren Sullivan, and she can drive Williamstown back inside Ford 50. That's exactly what she does. It's all demons, though, back here. And taking the defensive mark was Emma Horn, and she quickly goes oh. towards this outer side. Jesus, not the best of kicks. Let's uh, Williamstown in, and a big tackle there laid by Baxter, but uh, they get out of danger here, the demons. Ball into the middle of the ground and it falls out the back trying to chase back the ball was Gay she went and legged her opponent, umpire said it was fair, play on, round the football for the Seagulls there was Lopnane. she couldn't win clean possession, ball comes out the back chasing the football there was Fairchild Seagulls do well defensively, running after the football was Gay, she followed up her early work, she's in there as well, it's a hot football at half forward here for the Casey Demons but it looks like the boundary's going to beat them all on this outer side here Demons working it up towards half forward they are in front, one straight six, Sound Seagulls yet to score. Alex Doherty, special comments. We were, we were just standing right right behind Emma Horn's kick here in, on the pocket. It was an out and out shank. It was among that one. It was an absolute <laughs> sack that 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 kick.
5: The ball came back in. Wimbank spotted
10: to ground. Shelley Heath besieged upon immediately, trying to get in there. Georgia Garnett wanted to feed out a quick little hand pass. Might have to go back in for a second crack at it, but she goes to ground and couldn't keep her feet. Hailing cabs of the Casey Demons players. They weren't watching the ball, and the Seagulls managed to bring it away. Kick it towards the half forward flank and uh, Libby Burchess lets it bounce out because the lasso rule will favour her and she will have it now on the halfback flank for the KC Demons. Eight minutes gone in this second term, they lead by only a goal. She switches back, she manages to find Grace Bakken. Bakken now on the right boot, coming in forward, looking oh. for Humphreys. Uh, yeah, kind of a bit of a juggle. Mate. The coach's heartbeat jump and skipper beat there for a moment. Kicks up the line just enough to be the required
11: 15 in the hands of Kirkwood. So Kirkwood tries to transfer play into the middle of the ground and it's gone through the hands of Nash. Ball falls out the back. Good tackle there laid by Madison Gay to stop her opponent from getting clear. Umpire crosses himself. We'll have a ball up just the attacking side of the centre square here for the Casey Demons. So... Again, plenty of players around this football. A few one-on-ones inside. 4.50 for the Demons. It's a congested contest at the moment from the ruck contest another uh, team i think there's going to be a throw here look like it yeah clear throw so it'll go the way of the seagulls taking the free kick will be amy Whelan, and uh she goes quickly up the line and it's a good kick it's okay garnett had it fisted away from her but uh, seagulls do okay little handball fell the way of nash she wheels and goes on that right boot bert sat under it over her head couldn't get that fist away Demons led in here. Big tackle there, laid by Steen, I think it was. She did really well. Little oh. handball out. Demons defenders doing okay, winning the football. There was Buck, and she was wrapped up as soon as she got the football. Humphreys held without it, and the umpire's going to call the free kick to her, and it'll go the way of Casey Demons, a relieving free kick. The tackle pressure is relentless at the moment, Alex. Yeah, they've, they've it's it's
5: been good from both sides, and sort of again we're sort of we're sort of stuck at that stalemate inside fifty for Williamstown. They just can't get that that last kick that results in a scoring opportunity. Claire Ryan just before sort of sort of just held the ball too long, almost and pretty much almost gave away the free kick for um, holding the ball.
10: Sheriff went down the central corridor, got it to Lampard, who elected to kick it off the ground. It dribbled inside 50, momentarily having the football was Milford got dispossessed of it. Quick little hand pass out here for the Casey Demons. They were looking for someone to get onto it, and the player that did get onto it in the end looked like it was Meg McDonald who kicked it across the face. One-two bounces over the boundary line. Is it out of bounds on the full? No, it will be a throw-in. Ten metres around from the right-hand point post, the Demons are attacking towards the City End of
11: the ground but they only lead by a goal halfway second quarter so ball locked deep inside the forward 50 here for the Casey Demons from the ruck contest ball bobbling around here there's plenty of players around this contest as they have been all night at these stoppages umpire hovering 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 ball bobbling out now we're waiting for that ball up and he eventually crosses himself we'll have it tossed up round about 25 to 30 meters out from the casey goal rucks go at it again in there for the demons was Fairchild. She's around the football the seagulls win now that might be a throw and i think it is it's going to be a throw and a free kick will go the way of the demons and i think the tackle there was laid by kirkwood so she'll have a shot on goal from around about 30 metres out, pretty much directly in front. And this is for Casey's second goal. I think the team is just ramping, ramping up the pressure a little bit in this quarter. This will be a bit of a kicker here for
5: Town, because I feel like they've controlled yeah. a lot of the play in this quarter and they just haven't been able to create the
11: scoring opportunity. So this is a big kick here for Casey. So Kirkwood. He's on the runway here. Trots in, 30 metres out, kick on its way. It looks all right. I think it did, yeah. It looked like it was going out to the left, but it just faded back late, and it's gone through for the second goal of the game for the Casey Demons. They go to two straight 12. Williamstown, probably a little bit unlucky yet to score, but uh, the Demons class just showing, just shining through there, Alex. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And I think
5: a couple, couple of players that are really standing out with their ball use by foot, I think Alexandra Kirkwood's definitely been one of them. Um, Emma Humphrey's another one, X afl Players sort of really showcasing her class amongst the um, amongst the sort of a, I guess inexperienced Williamstown side. Um, so it's it, it's now it's now at the point now where the challenge has been laid out. They've they've sort of got Williamstown have got to find a way to try and get that ball, get it get a scoring opportunity inside 50. They've had a quite they've. they've been in control of the clearances pretty much all quarter.
10: Umpire back in the middle of the ground. Master won the contest down here for the Demons. Ball spelled out sideways. Humphreys went in almost with a air collision there. Going on the steam for Wimstown. Oh. Now they work very wide. She realised when she kicked it to space she went uh-oh. I found the boundary line which means lasso rule free kick going the way here of the of the KC Demons. And number five Libby Birch. Birch on the right boot. It's a low kick having to dive almost a belly flop to get to it for Emma Humphreys. <laughs> Humphries elects to go with a hand pass because she heard a name calling, and it was Eden Zanka, and she goes long yes. up the line for it to be intercepted. And taking the mark back there, the number 16 and Lisa Steen. And Steen elects to go up the line with the kick, Whoa. looking for Garnett. One, two, by the cherry. Umpire says she copped it high over the shoulder anyway, free kick. Two goals to zip, Casey lead Weemstown. And in case you're listening on Wharf Radio thinking, is it bucketing down rain and
11: blowing a gale as it always is at Weemstown? No, it's perfect conditions. It is indeed. And uh, from that uh, contest here at half forward, long kick out by McDonald towards her intended target, and that was Sheriff. She She's got a paddocker space to walk into, and that's a lovely kick as well. Inside, forward 50. I think the mark taken out there by uh, Milford. She's been a little bit quiet, and she gets a lovely kick as well. They worked it really well up the ground. And uh, I think, sorry, it was Kirkwood all the way out to Milford. So a swap there. Milford taking the market full forward after the kick from Kirkwood. And she'll go back to line up for the Demons third. Yeah, it started
5: with that kick over to the wing on by, um, to Casey Sheriff. And then that was sort of... It's that class that you were mentioning just before, Paul. It's sort of starting to now sort of really separate the two sides. So this is
11: this, it's a huge kick here for Casey. Kick, so. kick here will keep him, uh, put him three goals ahead. Yep. So Milford... She is the leading goal kicker in the VFLW this year with 15. Can she add to her tally? Oh. She won't with that kick. That is across the face and the umpire doing a bit of work to follow that one. So the Demons go to 2-1-13. Williamstown yet to score. We've gone 14 and a quarter minutes in this second term. And uh, the Williamstown play at the moment struggling to reach
10: over the fence. Oh, finds the spare football. Thank you very much. And that, uh, trying to get it back, was Ella Baxter. Baxter from defensive goal square, goes for a run kicks it towards the halfback flank beach side of the ground, Humphreys was waiting out the back if it cleared the pack, it didn't quite do so trying to weave away through Steen It gave it off quickly to a teammate and wheeling who got spun around in a circle having to go in there and try and get the little hand pass out there was Emily Casey but all of a sudden the Casey Demons have an opportunity here on the angle that's not bad at all from Meg McDonald she gets it for the Casey Demons to extend their lead out to 19 points. 3-1-19 the Casey Demons.
5: Wimstown no score. 15 minutes gone. Second term is Alex Doherty. Well, that just comes off the back of uh, good pressure from the kickout. Um, sort of Williamstown was just sort of kicking it to, um, to a pack and hoping for a bit of chaos ball. And I think it's just the strength in numbers from Casey at the moment. It's sort of... They, start, they, was, they were exerting their pressure a little bit at the start of the game with run, running running in waves and now they're starting to do it again and it's, it, it, it's going get it's going to get ugly if they can't find a, a way to sort of stop it. Safe to say they've found their structure which they just didn't have in the first quarter. Yeah, it's um, it, it's, all, it's all starting to click together now for um for Casey and as, as you've said, Paul, it's the class is starting to shine through
11: now. It is indeed, it is indeed. So Matza from the Ruck contest, she uh, won possession of the football, flicked out a little handball towards Lampard and she got a kick after she was tackled though. So uh, Lampard following up the work after she got a little handball out, she picks up the football, wrapped up immediately around it for the uh, Demons, was banned and she wasn't able to win possession. They go back inside, forward fifty here, Seagulls are going to win out with the football and uh, the a uh, dash out towards halfback, kick into the middle of the ground, and uh, coming out to meet it was uh, Georgia. She was wrapped up as soon as she grabbed the football in the middle of the ground, and she's going to be done holding the ball. Oh, Steve Call, what more could she have done? Yeah. I think she was trying to. I think, I think she was trying to dish it out. It anyway. Yeah, umpire would have probably argued argued no genuine attempt. So Brown oh. with a kick up towards half forward, and uh, Fairchild is in there for the demons, laying a tackle. Plenty of plays around this one, and we'll have it. Tossed up around about 50 meters out from the Casey Demons goal, they lead it 3-1-19. Williamstown yet to score. 16 minutes and 40 seconds gone in this second term.
10: Here on warfradio.com and the VFLW YouTube stream. Windbanks almost went up uncontested and then dropped her own football when she tried to take it out of the contest. Tried to lay like, tackle on Whelan who kept it in front of herself and did well for Williamstown. Kicked it long and up the line. Was trying to find the hands of George, just knocked out of it. Cleaned up by Birch, goes with a little hand pass to Zanker who now kicks it in towards the. The center circles. Good gutsy mark coming out to take it. There was the 16 and Bannon. Gave up the little hand pass. Then it might be Fitzsimon who's kicked up towards the half forward flank, beat side of the ground, went towards a one-on-one. Turning her opponent inside out there is Imogen Milford. Goes, tries to find oh. the 50 meter arc coming across there for Wimstown sliding on the knees, couldn't quite hold on to it. Whelan's lurking around. If she can try and pick up the football, close up against the boundary line. There's a bit of an argument if it was on the full or not. The umpire said no, she'd stepped across the boundary line already. So we'll have a throw in. 55 metres out for the Casey Demons goal going
5: towards the city end. Can I just say Libby Birch um, just playing as the loose for Casey at the moment just sort of involved in that last play there just managed to mop up the footy with uh,
11: almost no pressure Yep. so that's a throw in fell well short of the rucks and now the Demons go inside forward 50 round the football there for the Demons was Parry she uh, went back in and tried to win the football did a really good job over the football laying a good tackle and uh, again the ball just flicking out the back of the uh, contest there and there's going to be a free kick I think going the way of the Seagulls it was a high it's going towards uh, I think it's Uh, Whelan, so Whelan will take the free kick She's in the back pocket and she drives this one up towards half forward. Went over the top of that Casey Demon there in Wimbanks and uh, they win possession back. Good tackle there late on Buck and she was wrapped up as soon as she got the football. Going back in there as well was uh, for the Demons Wimbanks and uh, now they win it forward. They go inside, forward 50. Coming out to meet the football was Madison Gay but the boundary line is going to beat her and we'll have it tossed in. round about 40 to 45 metres out from the Casey Demon goal. It's all one-way traffic in this second turn. They lead it 3-1-19. Williamstown yet to score. We've got just over a minute remaining in this second term, as we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play at
10: the city end of the ground. Again, it's going to be Gooden versus Winbanks and it's spinning back into play. Windbanks took it out of the rucks, passed it in front of herself. Will and tried to crash through her. He wanted to try and go in there. Pardon me, it wasn't he. It was a Harasimiac for the Casey Demons. And the umpire blows the whistle and says it's all locked up and will call for a ball up. On the bottom of that pack, Tripodi, umpire gives the ball a big hoist in the air. winbanks knocked it to ground. And trying to jump in there and lay the tackle is Megan Fitzsimmons. The umpire again will reset the play with 40 seconds to go until the halftime siren. We're deep inside the Casey Demons forward 50. Probably no chance here for Wimstown to score right out of it, but a chance for the KC Demons as long as they don't give away oh, a silly free kick. You cannot call that.
11: You cannot call that, Pete. You oh. cannot In the call back, that. It was. You <sighs>
10: knew it was going to happen, and Casey Sheriff will end up with a free kick. Paul Sebastiani's not happy. He's not happy. I'd say he's pulled the hair he out of sh- his he head, but there's nothing, nothing there, there anyway. He's just
5: shaking his head. <sighs>
10: Casey Sheriff will be having a shot on goal, 45 degree angle, which she puts Boots to ball at about 36 and a half meters out right on the siren for half-time. Casey Sheriff is towards the top of the goal square and will not score. So that means at half-time the Casey Demons extend their lead to 3-1-19. Weemstown no score. It is intriguing though, isn't it, Alex Doherty, Two goals, one kick for the quarter by the Casey Demons. 19 to zip lead. And
5: perhaps for the control they had, I could argue they should be further ahead. Now, it sort of feels like it's a tale of two halves here. Because I think in Casey started the game really well. I think the first five, seven yep. minutes, they, they were in control of clearances, getting inside 50 entries. Williamstown sort of turned on that with um, with their pressure and, and, and fierce their fierceness around the contest. And then sort of a little bit more of the same that second in the start of the second quarter by Williamstown. And then sort of... And then towards the back end of the second quarter, it all sort of clicked for Casey, and they're sort of just running away with it now.
11: I, I think it's just that, that class sort of going forward of centre as well. And, and I think y- y- your argument is, right, it's been a tale of two halves within the quarters, hasn't it, Alex?
5: Yes, exactly. It's exactly it. I mean... Williamstown, I think they were in control. of The clearances all for, yeah. for like the first ten minutes of yeah. the um, of that first quarter, and then all of a sudden it's Casey that are getting their footy off the rebound, off the turnover, and they're just sort of then making them pay with their with their
11: clinical use of the footy. Now you made note of this too, and she had a big impact in sort moments down back in that quarter. Libby Burge playing that spare down in defence. Did you notice that in that first quarter, or was that something they did in the second quarter? I think um, I
5: didn't make didn't make much notice of yeah. it in in the uh, in the first quarter, but because the uh, Melbourne defence is pretty much closer to us, you can get yeah. you get a good view of it. But I think it, that's sort of Libby Birch's game anyway. She sort of she excels as that as that loose behind the footy. She's a great reader of the play, terrific, terrific on the intercept. And if you can play it to her strengths, she's probably one of the one of the top defenders of the competition. The only time Williamstown really looked like doing something
10: was the drop mark by Georgia Garnett. Coach killer, unfortunately. Yeah. It was yeah. set up for, it was perfect. It just bounced off the chest. And also they had the free kick early, which fell short at the top of the goal square. Since then, they, they didn't look like they were threatening this quarter, which, which, which
5: is frustrating for a side that is having a crack. Exactly, and it's sort of... It sort of just stems back to what we were saying earlier in that second quarter. They're getting the ball towards that the uh, the 50 metre line, and then when they get the when when they get the footy, it, it they're inside 50 entries. Just sort of it just sort of breaks down. It it's, it might might stem a little bit from the, the forwards. Like a couple of times, it's sort of they're just leading towards the corridor. They need to be pushing wide. They need they sort of have to get some space and 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 it, and it falls on the kickers as well they've yeah, got course, to sh- sort of, sort of kick into the into space and let the forwards run onto it because at the moment it's just sort of kicking into into a pack and I, I know it's it, it's good conditions it's good conditions it sort of rained a little bit though you know earlier in the day it might might sort of yeah. play to the Play to the, um, the favour of the defenders you just got to kick it into space and, and hope they can run onto it and as you said the frustrating thing is Birch is that loose player who's yeah. able to mop up
10: then find Humphreys at half back and then all of a sudden two easy kicks that are in the middle of the ground and
5: away the demons go again that, that's exactly it it, it stems back to the class that Paul was talking about before and it's like they get it off half-back, they, they, they try to run it through the corridor and they, and they or they run it through from half-back to the middle of the ground. And a couple of times they pull pulled that off really, really well. It, it, it's, sort of, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a problem for Petticula uh, Reid at the, uh, at the half-time interval.
10: We'll take this opportunity to take a break at half-time. It is the Casey Demons 3-1-19, Wimstown no score. We'll be back after this.
12: Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state league's from the VFLW, Waffle WaffleW and QuaffleW as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz.
7: Been playing for a while sweet kicks cause footy makes you smile sweet kicks football if you're getting ready for the trials gotta go the extra mile sweet kicks football not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks football
0: It's enemies winning gold! Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling, and having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au.
2: We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org.
3: How often should you wash your hands?
2: Maybe around nine times a day.
3: Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands?
4: After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food.
3: How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an
5: 8 out of 10. 6 or 7. 7.5?
3: 7. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash foodsafetytraining. Food safety, it's in your hands. If you've had something stolen
15: or if you've had
6: property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable
7: or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away
3: on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131
1: Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store.
5: I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered.
7: Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On to Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding on to hope. Lifeline.org.au forward
8: slash podcast. Hi, Kirk Pingilly from Inexcess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know
6: sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? PlanetArk's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions, and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business.
9: Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks, but what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too.
4: Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.
10: VFR Women's Match the Day, or should we say Match the Night, a bit of Saturday Night Viva here at Dana Oval in Wimstown for the Pride Cup game. This is a VFLW round 10. And Weemstown yet to score. Casey Demons 3 1 19 at half time. Goal kickers for the Casey Demons. It's singles to Gay, McDonald, and Kirkwood. And naturally, of course, no goal kickers at the moment for the Weemstown Seagulls. Plenty of AFLW talent tonight running around from Melbourne for the Casey Demons. And also players from GWS and the Gold Coast Suns running around for the Weemstown Seagulls. In commentary tonight, you've got Peter Holden, Primetime Paul Sebastian and uh, Alex Doherty from the A3 podcast. Paul's busy downstairs signing autographs. We've got Alex <laughs> is back up here. How do you rate the canteen? First of all, at Weemstown
5: yeah, the, uh, the the sausage roll just t- just uh, tucked into a couple of uh, bites of that. That's pretty uh, top notch. The hot chips, uh, I think they they a oh, little little cool. A few, yeah, a little cool. A few minutes, few minutes too late in the um in, <laughs> in the heater, but that's ah, all right. It doesn't matter. It's uh that, that's what that's what local footy's all about. Sometimes <laughs> it's um but uh no it's it's about the, just talking about the game it, it's it's been sort of we sort of discussing as well just sort of uh, a, 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 a tale of two halves in 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 a sense both both in the first quarter and the second quarter both sides have had their sort of control of of the match and it's Casey that's just sort of making making their presence felt at the moment, not just on the scoreboard. Williamstown just can't seem to um, get a scoring opportunity, and in comes Paul Sebastiani, fresh from the uh, autograph signings.
10: And he's got the spring rolls as well, straight from, yeah, signing the autographs downstairs, and there's a 50th birthday party going on behind us. I assure you, it is not Paul's 50th birthday, um, <laughs> <laughs> even though he may be bald. Um, <laughs> we, we, look, we've, been, we've been talking about Williamstown uh, off fair during in the break and we kept wondering how do they fix the forward line they're missing a centre half forward and a key forward that's going to straighten them up we talked about on the call uh, when Essen played Williamstown we threw the name Maddie Boyd but the rumours are Maddie Boyd's been linked to Hawthorne after she got to from Geelong and um, where can you find someone that's been delisted running around at the moment for the AFLW, or a good community footballer who could fill this hole at, at centre half forward for Williamstown to to
5: give them some reward for effort? You got to you got well, you got to have a have a have a look at their um, connections at GWS and sort of where do you, where do you go from where do you go from there? You, the, the number one key forward at the moment is Cora Staunton, and as we said before the uh, before we went on the air, she's probably about seven hundred and fifty years old, Peter. Yeah. So <laughs> she's probably uh, probably. Um, Almost due to call it a day anytime soon. But what about Rebecca Privatelli? Like, last what? last couple of seasons, she sort of yeah. She sort of plays as that sort of second key forward, and she's got really strong marking hands. So yeah. like like you got to try and get somebody like her down to Williamstown. She she could she could become somebody that can really help somebody like Talia Merritt. Haven't really haven't we haven't really called her name tonight. Bidenweg Webster's sort of uh, playing around the ground. She she's a she's a tall target, but um. Uh, it's sort of you got to have a look at some of the GWS players. They've only got three playing tonight, and also uh, Bess Keeney as well. But not, not, none of them are really you know, key position players. Libby Graham's playing on, on fullback. Doing a decent job too on um, Imogen Milford. So you, you don't want you don't want to try and you don't want to take her off that task and try and find a, a target to kick to. So if you're Williamson right now, you have got to look at who you've got in front of you and who, who they've got in front of you. They've got two young players, two young tools that are really sort of struggling to really get involved
10: uh, around the grounds by way in the AFL men, uh, we don't want to mention that SM lost to GWS <laughs> uh, um, but we can not tell you Sydney 21, Melbourne 19 and uh, in the slowdown uh, uh, Port Adelaide 7 uh, Adelaide 6 in that game, I wonder what jumper they're wearing just quietly in oh, yeah. <laughs> Pete uh, let's not go there shall we <laughs> let us not go there Well, what can I say? They made us change our jumper at Essendon into this grey monstrosity for a year. (laughs) tell you what. Let's not focus on that. We're here to focus on women's football because we are Women's Australian Rules Football Radio, WARFradio.com, and we're on the YouTube stream for VFLW at the ground, 89.1 FM. Peter Holden, Paul Sebastiani and Alex Docherty with you for this call. Just about all is in readiness as the players uh, meant to be on the interchange start to run from the ground. Just uh, a good little crowd just uh, starting to swell in here as well, Pete, just quietly. Especially with it being technically a double header. There was a men's game between Wimstown and Frankston, but that started at one thirty and was all wrapped up by 4.30. So you had this weird two and a half hour gap because of COVID protocols, etc. Um, but for the, we were worried. There was hardly anyone around about half an hour before bounce down. But now crowd at the moment built up, I reckon, at least uh, 200 here. At least, maybe more at uh, Downer Oval. So, a fair crowd for a game that, again, we expected was going to be a fairly one sided affair. Casey lead 19 to zip. Wimstown are having
11: a crack. Who knows what happened in this third term? The Paul Sebastiani will get you underway. Here we go. So second half action underway here. And uh, from the restart, Matza won uh, the tap out there. And she's going to follow up her ruck work and dish out a little handball. Was okay. Found its way into the lap of Zanka. She got a little quick snap up towards centre half forward. Banner went one way, then the other. Then just dropped the football. Got a little handball out towards Fitzsimmon. She couldn't win clean possession of the ball. Seagull defenders around this one. Ball flicks out the back of the contest, little handball out around the football there was Gay, she's uh, hovering around the contest, there's uh, a couple of seagulls there, a big tackle on a uh, Casey opponent, I think that was uh, Lampard who was wrapped up underneath that and we'll have another stoppage here it'll be Matzer again against Gooden, Matzer with the uh, tap down uh, plenty of players over this football here again, uh, that sort of ruck rugby sort of maul continues as it had in the uh, first half of the umpire crosses himself again, how many stoppages do you reckon we've had Alex?
5: I've uh, m- more <laughs> than I can count uh, Paul I, I, I'd also dare say as, as many stoppages <laughs> more stoppages than I've had hot dinners ball goes up in the
10: air and wins the tap down for Winstown got the ball over the top but it was cleaned up by the Casey Demons and they were heading in the general direction of Bannon but the ball was punched away from her still to their advantage though in the forward pocket oh. snap around oh, the corner oh no way oh. Oh. How is that goal? It was lazy as well. It was like you know, I'm just going for a bit of a Sunday stroll. I might just have a kick around the corner, and a beautiful one for the Casey Demons
11: put them out the 4-125. down <laughs> no score. Minute and a half gone in this third term. I think it was was that Harasimiuk who kicked that, Alex. I think it was a number seven for for Casey. I think it was uh, Pete. So oh. uh, what a fantastic snap.
5: That was um that, that was just yeah nonchalant on on ah. the boot, easy as yeah. you like. It's um <laughs> I, I should just.
10: Mentioned by the way, quickly for those at home that actually get the clean vision on the camera, I actually have a pole in front of
11: me (laughs) towards the coal end of the ground, so I'm trying to tuck my head around the pole to find out who kicked that. from the restart, Gooden just uh, barging her way through the centre. She gets a quick kick up towards the top of the square. Big pack of players form. Out the back there for the uh, Seagulls was Ryan, but there's going to be a free kick going the way of the Demons. Quick little kick out towards this outer side. Handball over the top. Demons can get away here, and uh, they go up towards half back. Kick in front of the intended target. And uh, looks like the mark here will be paid to Sheriff. She's on the outer side here at half back and she comes inside. It's a risky kick, but it's okay. Mark taken by Bucken and she goes in towards the middle of the ground it's a lovely kick as well Madison Gay marks unopposed she goes towards centre half It's a nice kick as well Humphreys couldn't take the mark going back with the flight she went back in there to try to fetch it getting in there for the Seagulls was long she did well to uh, force a contest ball around about 45 metres out from the uh, Demons goal and will have it tossed up uh, the demons lead it 4-125. Seagulls yet to score Alex Doherty. That should have been a scoring opportunity to Emma Humphreys. That was a that was brilliant passage
5: of play utilizing the corridor. Emma Humphreys getting on the back burner just Get it, and the brilliant kick from Maddie Gay as well, kicking into space. That should have been that should have been another scoring opportunity to Casey. So,
11: from the restart, Maddie Gay was smashed into the turf as she won possession. But uh, Matza in the ruck again against Gooden. Neither ruck able to really win a clean tap. And uh, Gay was in there, but uh, bursting out of the stoppage there was Stein. And she got a little handball to her intended target. That was Strafford. She kicked it up the wing, and it was a good mark taken by Nash. She's on true centre wing. Now she goes quickly with a little kick out towards uh, Stein. And uh, it's just over the boundary line and out of play. Poor kick, and the resulting free kick will go the way of
10: Libby Birch. I can tell you that other goal kicker earlier was Casey Sheriff, not Harris Simiak. I went to the replay. I went back on YouTube and managed to get that confirmation as the ball is kicked long over the head there. I think Sheriff was well on the job of the football on that occasion. Waiting back here for Weemstown and whipping around the back is Libby Graham. Graham's kick, not all that flash though, so straight down the throw of the number 18 and Meg McDonald. McDonald draws the player towards it, has to go. Backwards to go forwards, if that makes sense. Teams up with Libby Birch. Libby Birch wants to move it sideways. out here. Going to Brown. Brown wants to go for a run. Says, I've got a player on here. Let's get cracking. Kirkwood out there on that side of the ground who kicks it up the line. Was trying to put it in the direction of Bannon. Bumped off the ball. Ball, The crucial moment. Had to go back in there for a second. Crack. Weamstown player had it momentarily. Got wrapped up and put into the turf. The umpire says there is no pro-opportunity and we'll call for a ball up the uh, player handing it back to the umpire being a little worse for where was the number 12 and Nickus. going up in the ruck backs one it down again Master was there for support didn't need her kicks it long towards it a half forward getting on the end of it good mark taken there by the 19 and Jackie Parry who goes in the Humphreys direction went over head. had to try and go get it being worn like a cheek suit Oh, Humphrey still managing to go, but then got dispossessed of the ball at the crucial moment. Jumping in for support is Fitzsimmons.
11: Holds the ball up. The umpire says, ball up, 45 metres out from goal. So, Casey in attack again here. Just Humphreys getting out the back and just not being able to take those marks. Now Williamstown from the stoppage. They go towards this outer side. Biden-Webb-Webster, she gets a kick up towards King. Couldn't take it. She's uh, Biden-Webb-Webster went back in there and provided support, but uh, the throw is going to go against the Seagulls, and it'll be a free kick going the way of Casey. So, at centre wing here, they come inside. Libby Birch taking the mark unopposed. So she calls for someone to come towards her and that player was uh, and She couldn't take clean possession, went back in to try to win the football. Out of the stoppage there was uh, Malnikis. And a little handball over the top, and they fish it out towards this outer side here, Casey. They've got a two-on-one. little handball over the top was okay to Bannon. She went back to her target. They do well here, though, the uh, Seagulls. Snellex did really well to uh, force a contest. Ball on this outer side here. Half forward for the Seagulls. It's a hot football, but the Demons end up with it. Clean possession. Up towards half forward. Kick up towards Milford. Just went over her head. Now the Seagulls. Good tackle there. Laid on Sullivan. She was wrapped up immediately, though. Seagulls by hand. They transfer it out towards halfback. They look like they're going to clear it though. Trying to win the football back for the Demons was Milford. She's putting her opponent under a huge amount of pressure. Milford did really well there to uh, cause the turnover. Now the Demons are let in. Plenty of players around this football. Over the football for the Seagulls was Casey. She's wrapped up by Milford and we will have it tossed up. Round about 45 out from the Casey goal. They lead it 4 125 25 Williamstown yet to score. Was, Alex Docherty.
5: That was the outstanding um, pressure there from Imogen Milford. It was almost like a two-on-one situation there and sort of almost had no right for it to to really break even in that contest, because they had the they had the um, the spare Williamstown tried to provide the shepherd and just use to exert just exerted her strength to just try and get past her. Chapote sees the ball over the boundary line and out of
10: bounds, and therefore will call for a ball in. 55 metres out for the Casey goal. 25 plays. Zip the demons leading the Sea Seven minutes gone, third term. Zanka got a player on a hammock. Gives off the hand pass. Interesting kick off the side of the boots. Towards the arc, 50 metres out from goal, going in to pick up her own football. There oh. was Emily Casey, who was G O N E gone. Free kick going the way of Maddie Gay. Madison Gay with the football. She is 55 out. The oh. up high on. Sold the candy. Maddie Gay goes for the goal square. Long kick. Good spoil from behind when it was trying to find Bannon. Bannon taps it along the ground. Tries to find her teammate. Couldn't get it to Milford. Ball still alive with Bannon. Trying to go off the side of the boot. Immediately smothered off her boot by Sullivan. Wanted to jump in. There is Mel Nickers. Couldn't get it out. Everyone comes in for a group hug. The up says, can I get in too?
11: Feel the love. Why not? It's break up night. 4 1 25, Casey Demons. Wimstown get the score. So from the restart. Deep inside the Casey Demons forward 50. Winning the ball was Haris Simiuk. She was wrapped up as soon as she got the ball. And uh, the Casey Demons forwards lay a big tackle in there, McDonald. And uh, it's holding the ball. Geez, that is... Well, they say, Pete, you don't have to be dead to be stiff. That is very, very <laughs> stiff. Unlike the chips that Alex got from the canteen that was red hot. <laughs> so, it will be Zanka to take the resulting free kick, I believe. Yeah, she's about to, I'd say, 30 metres out. 35 metres metres out. You could not get any more directly in front than this. She's a good rooster of the footy, Eden Zanker, so so expect her to get the distance. Here we go. Mark it down. Oh, Peter says mark it down. The lads have declared it. I haven't declared anything. On the runway, and this is going well out towards the right-hand side of goal, and through for one behind. I didn't uh,
10: necessarily say mark it down for a goal.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Casey Demons, 4-2-26. Williamstown, yet to score. We've got eight minutes, or nine minutes, into this second half.
5: Tackling pressure's improved here from uh, Casey in this uh, this third quarter. Four already four tackles inside 50 that I've uh, that I've counted at least. Um, I'm not the official champion data stats man. <laughs> I'm just trying to write down what I see here. <laughs> Beskini went long out of defence, in towards a pack
10: situation. Demons send it back from whence it came. Looking for one-two punch. The Cherry Milford couldn't quite hang on to it. Zanker goes in there as well. Ball on the deck as they scrap for it. The Casey Demons close towards the boundary line. Beskini wants to see the boundary. The umpire says it's over and
11: out. We'll call for a ball in 25 metres around from the right-hand point post. Starting to rain too. It is indeed, yeah. little light drizzle here. Over down oval at the moment. Didn't leave the oval. top down on the car, did you, Paul? No, I didn't. No, oh. no, no. Convertible for me, mate. Just the Ford sedan as the umpire tosses it back into play. Demons deep inside, forward 50. Suleiman couldn't win clean possession of the football around the footy. For the Demons was Zanka having that earlier shot on goal that went across the face. And the umpire crosses himself. We'll do it all again about 35 metres out from the Demon goal. They lead it 4-2-26. Williamstown yet to score in this game. Just over 10 minutes gone in this third term from the ruck contest. Trying to barge her way through was Tripodi. Couldn't win clean possession, but they get it outside defensive 50 here, the Seagulls. In hot pursuit of the football was George's. She couldn't win it, and a big tackle laid there by the Demons. I think it was Madison Gay who thumped her opponent into the turf, and we'll have it tossed up around about 60 to 55 metres out from the Casey goal. They lead it by 26 points. As the ball goes high in the air, trying
10: to do the ruck work there for Wimstown was king. Seagulls want to clear it off their own half back line. Sullivan under all kinds of pressure, dispossessed of the football. Now one step kick, trying to get it out of the back. 50 arc had it there, Bannon knocked out of her hands. Trying to get through there as well was Wingbanks. Wingstown footballer had it momentarily, dispossessed, goes back into lay the tackle. Mel Nickus watches on. And the umpire says going nowhere will call for a ball up on the bottom of the back for the KC Demons. Was the 35 and Sarah Lampard. We'll reset play and start again near the center wing on the outer side of the ground from our commentary position in the grandstand. Hurry kick going in there by Megbert. wants to dribble it inside 50, trying to keep control of it. Very close towards the boundary line. Jackie Parry somehow kept it in, smothered immediately off the boot, though. Wimstown trying to build a wall there across that half-back flank. They're doing well with Sullivan having another crack at it. Everyone's jumping in there. The umpire circling he wants to play holding. Oh. You can see the attitude of the umpire. Regardless of the situation, he had already made up his mind ten seconds ago that he was gonna call holding.
11: Been very trigger happy tonight, the umpires. So a little handball out towards Fairchild. She went out towards Madison Gay, still inside forward fifty, snap towards a goal square and the mark is being taken. By Harris Simiuk, she juggled that one. Really tight angle here. She's about 30 meters out from goal. This would require her best. Still that little light drizzle here, uh, Alex Doherty, at the moment. Yeah, it's
5: gonna, it's gonna be. Well, if it's, if it's already tough for Williamstown to come back, it's gonna be even tougher to even just get a get a score on the board. It's camped inside
11: Casey's Ford. Half. So Harris Simioki, that's going to be off hands and through for a minor score. So the Casey Demons 4 3 27. Williamstown yet to score in this game. 12 minutes 15 seconds gone in this third quarter.
5: I'll tell you what, one player that I think's really lifted in this third quarter is Maddie Gay. She's getting her hands on the footy a lot, trying to make things work, just in and winning contested ball at will. Intercept mark here taken by
10: Grace Bakken. And Bucken sends it back inside 50. Came off hands. Plenty of Williamstown defenders, but can they communicate and get it out? As Arasimiuk went in there again for the Casey Demons. They're oh. fighting and scrapping hard as Emily Casey ducked herself in there. I think uh, getting wrapped up there, I think, is Maddie Gay by two Williamstown players. The umpire says, I'll take the football back, please. And we'll ball it up 30 metres out from the Casey Demons' goal. Going towards the grandstand and here at Downer Oval, closest to screen. Going in to lay the tackle was Windbanks. Umpire from off the ball spotted a free kick and says it should go the way of Ashley Malnickis for the Wimstown Seagulls in the back pocket. Look left then decided to go right towards the beach side of the ground. Maddie Gay's waiting for it off the bounce. Had it, got smothered immediately out of her hands. Emma Humphreys went in there, couldn't get it out. Whelan's watching on there. Humphreys almost pulled the jumper over a player's head, hockey style. And umpire still circling. Waits for the ball to come up. Harasimiya got brought to ground. Umpire says holding without the football. And the Casey Demons will have a free kick. It'll end up in the hands of Monica Harris-Simiuk. And she has the ball
11: at half-forward flank. So she's going to drive this one up towards full forward. And might have been a push in the back against Parry. Umpire said play on. Crowd wanted hands. that one as well. Yeah, umpire missed that. Milford with a little oh. kick up towards Zanka. She could have taken clean possession. Milford got a little handball out. Parry was in there. So was Zanka. She was uh, turned in a 360. Got the handball out. Milford around the football. Again going in there was Parry. But the umpire's going to call a hold. It'll go the way of the demons. Crowd don't like it. Yeah, it's starting to get a look. Starting to get yeah. a bit restless now. It'll be yeah. Casey
10: Sheriff. After She'll the, take the free kick. After they missed that earlier one, the woman's about to start singing. She's got her whole
11: back in her hands. She's got her whole back in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> so Casey Sheriff. She's already kicked one today. You're in ripping form tonight, Peter Holden. <laughs> Twenty-five meters out, slight angle. Casey Sheriff. No issues. So the Demons get their fifth, Sheriff gets her second, and they now go out to a 33-point lead. It's the Casey Demons, 5-3-33, Williamstown yet to score. And, well, Demons running away with this one, Alex. Yeah, they've they've, exe-
5: they've just dominated this quarter. The, the I reckon if we were talking percentages, it's probably about 95% inside Casey's forward half. It's just the, the tackling pressure is on. They're, they're getting repeat inside 50 entries, and they're just now starting to get players running on the outside and I don't think William Sounder are actually catching them. And Maddie Gay she's just been a ball magnet this quarter hasn't she? She's turned it on. I think quite a few players that are, that are starting to really turn it on. I've sort of liked uh, I think Bucken's been been pretty prominent this, this quarter I think uh, Milford I think Milford's been proving to be a target. Eden Zanker's playing a little bit out of the square now I think she's starting to really exert do- they're all starting to exert dominance. I, I'm still in
10: disbelief that Grace Bucken is not an AFLW list. She is a quality footballer and being consistent game in, game out as umpire blows the whistle and
5: says, uh, I'll take the football back, please. On the bottom of the pack, there was Megan Fitzsimmon. I think there's a a few uh, VFLW-listed players that... that can find themselves on an AFLW list, not just next year, but in the future. Ball still in another pack situation. I'm probably going to blow the whistle and call for a ball up. I was shocked
10: after reading Lucy Watkins' article online about Georgia Nanskorn. I knew Georgia didn't go for the 2019 draft, went for the 2020 draft, and no one picked her up. And you go, are you kidding me? That's that's criminal. An elite athlete who won a club best in Ferris in the VFLW. Some recruiters need their heads checked. As the ball is kicked quickly away for the Williamstown Seagulls by Lofnane in towards the centre of the ground, bouncing football, getting on the end of it is Libby Birch, She's got to put the hammer down, and she does. She ran away from two seagulls, went for Harris Mayock. She was pulled from behind by Emily Casey. Spinning around there again, couldn't pick up the football. Ball hit the deck, everyone jumps in, umpire says, too high. Put her head back on her neck, please. And that will be a free <laughs> kick going the way of the seagulls. Half-back flank, beat side of the ground. Getting up there was Lofna, who says, huh, what, it's my free kick? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's right, and gets her marbles right and says, let's get attacking.
11: So she's got a few targets here up towards centre wing and uh, big fist coming over the top one. One of those targets was because she wasn't able to take it but there's going to be a free kick now going the way of the Casey Demons so defensive side of the wing it'll be taken by Grace Buck and that girl you just spoke about Pete she drives this one up towards half forward Maddie Gage has been prominent in this quarter couldn't take the mark ball just uh, bumbling about at this uh, contest quick kick forward there goes inside forward 50 parry came out oh. she sidestepped oh. her opponent went one way or the other dribbling towards goal dribbling oh. towards goal just the wrong side of the goal post And it goes through for one behind. Bit of an anti-climax there. The Demons now trick along to 5-4-34. Williamstown yet to score Alex Doherty. That was
5: brilliant stuff from Jackie Parry. I think she read the ball before the defender did and just got on the end of it. That should have been rewarded a goal. It's Sort of just sheer brilliance from from Jackie Parry.
10: Beskini takes the mark. Back pocket. Right in front of our broadcast position on wrfradio.com, kicks it up the line, came off hands, Whelan's one step kick looking I think for biden Weg webster who's got it and goes for a run Gabriella biden webster fluffed the bounce oh. Birch bumped her off the football, very unlucky Humphreys cleans up the mess there with a hand pass Birch calls for it in the centre circles gives off another running hand ball now they kick it up the line, he's got it gets it on the right boot for the Demons play on advantage, I thought I heard a whistle in the background Demons go long inside their forward 50 cleaned up there by Kenny was under pressure trying to get a hurried hand pass away, Backs it there for support, she got bowled over in the process, I think Birch has followed the ball up to the ground, she goes in to lay a tackle on her opponent, somehow it didn't go out of bounds, everyone now jumps on the pill, umpire has no choice but to call for it back. 45 metres out from goal, Alex
5: Doherty. Boundary umpire was in a perfect position there just to uh, make sure the ball kept in play. Really liked how uh, Bidenweg-Webster tried to take the game on there just before. They needed something, uh, Williamstown. We sort of talked about it at the halftime break, Peter. Um, uh, It
11: might might cost them the other way around, but they just need something. So, from the restart, Humphreys over the football here for the Demons. Matza went in there, tried to win the football. She flicked out a little handball. Demons are going to go inside, forward 50, kick up towards the top of the square. Parry's there, and she worked her opponent off the football and took the mark. And from point-blank range, she will go back and slot the Demons six. And, uh, well, that's just pure forward craft coming to the fore there, Alex, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And Jackie Parry been in
5: the Melbourne system now for a few years now. It's just I think she had her, her, her career best year this year and sort of it's showing now she's starting to really be prominent in,
11: in this third quarter. So Jackie Parry makes no issues with that set shot there, no problems, and she slots it for Casey. Six of the night, 6 four forty. the Demons, running away with this one. Williamstown yet to score. Only about 30 seconds remain in this third quarter. And Alex, well, it's all one-way traffic now, isn't it, Williamstown? Just uh, the floodgates
5: have well and truly opened. Yeah, it's, um, it's really starting to show on the score now, 40 points to nothing. And I don't think William Sound have actually, I think Williamstown have only had the ball inside 50 once, uh in this third quarter. It's just sort of just, it's not, not probably no fault of their own. I think it's more stemming from the fact that Casey just have a lot of winners around the ground at the moment. They've got players from AFLW, the AFLW list just starting to really control the game. So the siren
10: has sounded to mark three quarter time here at Downer Oval and that's a quarter Weemstown would like to forget. The Demons 6 4 The Seagulls no score. Goal kickers at three-quarter time for the Casey Demons. It's two to Casey Sheriff. Singles to Kirkwood, Parry, McDonald and Gay, and naturally for Wimstown, no goal kickers. Uh, before we go to our three-quarter time break, your thoughts, Alex Doherty,
5: who are the footballers that are standing out most for you? Well, just from that third quarter in particular, I think a lot of the, um, the AFLW players are starting to really exert themselves. We talked Maddie Gay during the quarter. I think uh, uh, Jackie Parry as well, just sort of really starting to exert herself into the contest. Eden Zanker been strong all night. Casey Sheriff a couple of majors. It's 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 these players as well, and we're talking about. And for talking VFLW listed players, I think uh, Bucken's been very, very good. I haven't minded Emma Horn's game. Kirkwood been nice. Um, if we're talking Williamstown, well. I'm not quite sure who you look at when, when you're being towed out. I think there's quite. I think I think Mel well, Nickers has had a bit. She's had a dip yeah, at it too. Mel Nickus Tripodi yeah. as well. I like Libby Graham. Libby Graham's kept um,
11: Imogen Milford o- off off the scoreboard tonight. Garnet has presented well too, but it's j- it's just the finishing, yeah. Pete, isn't it? It's just finishing yeah. your work. You get your separation on the opponent, like she did in that corner, and just wasn't wasn't able to take the mark in that second quarter, Pete. Yeah. A a game
10: like this could easily go from being one for Wimstown where beat your chest a lot of pride to a heartbreak. If they end tonight and the scoreboard shows duck egg and that shows zero, that can be one that can ruin them for the last three or four games going into the season going, we've thrown everything at the best sides and we can't put it on the board. They've got to... They've got to find a way to get one or two to say, "Okay, outplayed again, but we found a way in the end. If they can't find a way
5: in the end, it makes a very long month to finish off the season. Yeah, exactly. I think those those sort of games are sort of backbreakers mentally for you, Peter, and it just sort of, it's again, sort of stems from, you know, we've talked all night about their their ball use in that 60, 70 metres going forward, uh, going towards their inside 50 entries. It's just sort of they fluff it up a lot and yeah. we just saw it and we saw it before with webster running down running oh, down the, the corridor bounce. yeah you love to see it but she just couldn't get it done. It's been the story of their night. It's been the story of Williamstown's uh, night, to be honest. We'll take a break at three-quarter time. It is Williamstown, no score. The Casey Demons six The
7: average person spends forty-four minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry and you can help. Every dollar donated to OzHarvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food.
1: There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where goradio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end. No crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store.
15: Yay! <laughs> oh, they're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But do you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. Draft Central is
12: entering a new era Covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W, and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the Nab League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL Women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central as well as on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz.
10: Indeed it is the VFR women's match of the night Saturday night football Casey Demon 6-4-40 Wimstown no score at three quarter time not too far away in the final quarter underway just a little plug for warfradio.com your home of women's football we bring you two games next week uh, Prime Paul Sebastiani we will be at Northport Oval 10am Saturday morning get this game Port Melbourne Collingwood first versus third I reckon uh, I might put my hand up for that one Pete you might have to
11: lock me in <laughs> I'll, I'll be up I'll be up early, I know I'm a Friday night specialist I, but I know there'll be a few in.
10: fighting for that spot so we'll, we'll see how you go, let's, let's see the track and see your form um, and, then, and then Sunday Sunday afternoon 2.30pm on air for a 3.30pm bounce. Hawthorne versus North Melbourne, some interesting finals ramifications from that game, Hawthorne North Melbourne next Sunday on WARF Radio, to get
11: us underway though for the final quarter, here's Paul Sebastiani, so Matza in the ruck against King She's, uh, she's had a great debut has uh, has uh, Matza. she's been fantastic but uh, looks like we're going to have a secondary stoppage here to get us underway in this uh, fourth quarter. So, Matza, she was held in the ruck contest. umpire, I don't think, saw it. Malnikas in there over the football for the Seagulls. She's wrapped up as soon as she grabbed the football. Umpire hovering again, and he rushes in, and we'll have a third ball up. We haven't even had a centre clearance yet, Alex Stockerty.
5: Looks like Malnikas is getting the uh, the run-with job on uh, Eden Zanker to start this fourth quarter, so that'll be a very interesting development as we uh, progress.
10: Matza won the ruck contest, did well. Got it out towards the wing on the uh, broadcast side. Fairchild kicked it around the corner towards the uh, half-forward flank position, Milford got a little bit of a nudge in the back if you don't mind, the umpire said it was fair and play on the nudge coming from Alec Baxter, Casey Demons though intercepted and sent it towards their half forward, uh, me, their forward pocket, trying to turn her inside out as Jackie Parry Parry tries oh. to square <laughs> it up and how good is that, that is class when you go from one Melbourne footballer to another, Maddie Gay taking the mark she'll be lining up for goal from about 35 to 40 metres out on a slight angle, some thoughts from Alex Stockerty?
5: Just very good composure again from Jackie Parry, that's just the class of uh, of an AFLW player just stepping to the fore and just sort of just had that had that extra second to look inside and you had Maddie Gay it was um, a very good, very good option Maddie Gay originally out of the St Kilda Sharks as
10: she comes in towards the city end of the ground. Gay gives it a ride. It's close to the post, but it sneaks in. Gay gets it for the Casey Demons, and they go out to 7 four forty-six. 46 no score. Nearly two minutes gone. Here on the final term, WARFRadio.com and the VFOW YouTube stream.
5: Once again, from the A3 podcast, there's plenty of plugs. Here's Alex Doherty. Always appreciating a good plug, Peter, but again, not, not, not the start that Williamstown are looking for. I, I'm sort, of, sort of thinking, if you're Penny Reed, what do you do? Do you sort of switch the magnets around and, and or whatnot? But it's 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 a bit more of the same. They're just sort of controlling the um the, the stoppages, and controlling the clearances, and it's uh it's it's gonna get really ugly, so I reckon.
11: Match a beautiful tap down one. there as well, and now they go up towards half forward here. Do the demons. This uh, Seagull's defense defense now under a huge amount of pressure. Over the football was Harasimiuk ball uh, works its way inside Ford 50, they do okay here the Seagulls comes out towards uh, half back, but uh, winning the football there for the uh, Demons was Zanka again and uh, she was uh, dispossessed, ball going towards a boundary Humphrey's just pushing her opponent over the boundary line and we'll have it tossed in the attacking side of the wing for the Casey Demons who lead at 6 I think they've struggled to upstate this yes, scoreboard Pete, they it's 7 forty six to the Williamstown Seagulls, yet to score 3 Minutes gone in this uh, last quarter. Matza in the ruck. Uh, <laughs> I, think,
5: I think the scoreboard people have gone home. <laughs>
11: they're, they're, they're done.
10: I can't blame them. As the umpire is circling, 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 Ooh. he will blow the whistle now. Go for a ball up. You're thinking he was going to pay for holding, but no, he does not they, agree. They've been very hot on that tonight, Peter. As the umpire sets itself again, Matza doing the ruck work versus King. Put it down the throat there of. Uh, a player in Fitzsimmons but the umpire said it was pushed at the same time so Grace Matzer you can have a free kick of course she's making her debut today originally from the Gippsland Power, the NAB League girls competition had someone calling on oh. the side for Alexa to pay on Mata gets going on the left boot goes long towards the top of the uh, goal square, now the hot spot is the balls bounce around 30 metres out from goal, Madison Gay was one of those who had it originally and it popped out of her hands, her teammate got it and got immediately pulled into the ground and the umpire says uh, I'll ask for the football back please, laying the tackle there was Beskini so reset play 30 metres out from the Casey Demons goal, city end of the ground high, high, high in the air it goes punching it there is Mata again, winning the contest. Test. Madison Gay did the oh. roving work. Madison Gay with the step. Gay with the
5: goal. Oh.
10: That extends the lead here for the KC Demons. They now go to eight goals for 52. Scoreboard attendant. Wake up! Wimstown, no
5: score. Four minutes gone here in the final quarter. How's that for Matty Gay? It's just sort of that that's just that again. It's, it's that AFLW class. It's these midfielders that, that are getting their first hands on the footy now. They're, they're Just giving Williamstown almost a free lesson in how to how to win the footy from the clearances. That's that's four clearances now already, and we've and we've probably gone what
11: four and a half minutes. Maddie Gay has been absolutely enormous in this second half, and I think it's all too on the back of Grace Manta. Her 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 rucking has been uh, unbelievable tonight on debut, and she goes up in the ruck again, and she wins that tap down again. Not being able to win the ball was McDonald's. She are going to win this one out of the middle wheel. And with a kick up towards half forward, Libby Birch dropped what she should have taken. Ball fumbles out in front of her. Good tackle there laid by Long. Might have got in Libby Birch's back. The no umpire said it was legal. Plenty of players fly around this football as well. It just comes out the uh, contest now. And now the Seagulls can maybe go inside 450. 50. No big tackle laid by Zanka. And the umpire crosses himself. Says I'll ball it up. Around about 60 to 65 metres out from the Williamstown goal. They trail 8-4-52. Williamstown yet to score. Zanker up in the ruck again. uh, Sorry, that was uh, Matzer up in the ruck again and uh, again, Williamstown with a little handball over the top, tackle laid by Gay, Matza went in there, shark their little handball out and now they go forward Zanka with the handball out towards Lampard and now she goes oh, towards centre wing, Gay leading the chase for the football she goes in, Milford was in there as well for the Demons, plenty of players around this football Gay hovering around the back of the contest as well, neither team able to win clean possession but the Seagulls clear it up towards half forward, ball flips out the back, can they get a chance at a score, ball goes deep inside forward 50, Trapotti in hot position. To the football. She's going to try to uh, get her opponent and tackle her but uh, running away from uh, the uh, full back position there. Little handball back. It's okay. And uh, now with a long clearing kick for the Demons was Alison Brown and she gets it up towards his centre wing position. And can
10: Bonneweg Webster run onto it? No. Belly flop. Into the ground. Lost control of it. Nick has got someone all over her. Ball popped out momentarily. Copping one accidentally high on the way through his steam. Didn't get a free kick. Umpire missed it. And the umpire now says it's all locked in. We'll call for a ball up we'll restart play here on the centre wing 52 point lead to the Demons over Williamstown
5: six and a half minutes gone here on the final term Alex Doherty. yeah just just quickly we were talking about uh, Libby Birch before sort of playing that loose it seems like they're going to play they're looking at locking down they had uh, Georgia Garnett on her just before but um, they're they're sort of giving her that attention now, that respect. Zanka drove it forward,
10: and it went to a one-on-one, laying the tackle from behind Casey Sheriff, and the umpire's pulled out a free kick, and it's quickly played on here by the Casey Demons. It just came off the hands, and it will be... Will it be shuffled through for a Oh, no! (laughs) No, keeping it in play and going for a soccer style was uh, Libby Graham. It went towards the uh, back pocket, now forward pocket. Hurry kick there for the Demons is away to the right-hand side. I oh. thought if I was her, you could probably get away with Rushing shepherding through. it through. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely, yeah. Nonetheless, it had almost d- copped up like five fifty three, The demons, winstown
5: no score, seven and a half. minutes gone. Final term had to try and uh, disguise the ball over. I mean that, that sort that sort of stuff. You'll look at that in the reviews on on Monday or Tuesday, and 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 see like you, know, you could you could probably you could probably disguise that. It's it's, yeah. sli- it's slippery conditions.
11: You can just sort of bumble it through. So from the kick out from fullback, The Demons win the football back. Little handball over the top found its way to Sheriff and she drove this kick up towards full forward. Ball flips out the pack. Quick little kick off the ground. It's gone through. I think it's Jackie Parry who's uh, managed to kick that ball off the ground. Looks like it. And uh, she gets another one and the Demons get their ninth of the night. And the score now in this game is getting ugly. Nine five fifty nine. Williamstown yet to score, and that good forward pressure there by the uh, by the Casey Demons, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. Their the, the press has been set up really, really well.
5: I think it's been set up really extraordinary from pretty much uh, after quarter time. It's sort of once it's set up, they, they they just can't get it out. Williamstown, and I think, and and again, I think that goal just comes out of the back of sheer gut running. And Jackie Parry is is. a a pure runner just loves to run with the footy she's a great she's a great lead up option great third third option as well so it's um what, what what more can I say mate? What more uh, can I say?
10: And it was confirmed there on the replay by Paul Sebastiani. Yep. Was that the Wet's Deluxe replay? Yeah, that? we can get that in. Uh, we can get that in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll send him the invoice. As the ball goes towards the half court <laughs> flank now, half back flank here for the Wheemstown Seagulls. They were looking for Wheeling over the top, couldn't get her. Humphreys took it away though, forward of Centre Wing oh, a goes kick. towards the hot spot. Oh had it momentarily popped out of the hands of Parry. Had to go back in for the second crack. Bannon was there momentarily, didn't get there as Wiemstack getting towards the middle of the ground. Libby Birch there almost had it. Tripodi's lurking around there if the ball can squeeze out to her. Can't get her hands on it. Ball on the ground. Who's going to fight hard for it? Almost trying to slap it out there was Grace Bucken. We're near the two center circles as going in to lay the tackle is uh, 26 and Georgia Garnett for the Weemstown Seagulls. The umpire will take it back and ball it up. We've gone nine and a half minutes, so uh, almost the halfway mark of the final quarter, almost a 10-goal lead to the Casey Demons. Loughnane comes in to lay a tackle. Will the umpire reward her? Says no opportunity.
11: We'll take the football back. So... From the restart here, it'll be Gooden and Winbanks to do battle in the ruck. Winbanks with the clear height advantage. Flicked the ball out the back, fell the way of the Seagulls so big tackle there laid by McDonald. Wrapped up her opponent immediately. She goes back in for seconds as well and the umpire crosses himself. Says we'll do it all again from pretty much the exact same spot he did it from about 10 seconds ago. Winbanks in the ruck again. Gooden, Winbanks so she uh, roved her own football. Kicked it up towards half forward. Seagulls do well to uh, almost cause the interception and now they get it out the back. Kick just skewing off the side of the boot. It lets the uh, Demons in. Bucken chasing the football. Went back to retrieve it. She was wrapped up as soon as she got the football there by Snellix. Now the uh, Seagulls try to win back possession of the ball. Ryan was in there. She got a grubby little kick. It only went as far as Grace Bucken. Her kick towards this outer side here. Bounced over the head there unfortunately of Bidenwig Webster. She wasn't able to win the football. Demons trying to win clean possession in half four. The umpire spotted a free kick. It's a hold. And I think it will go the way of Humphreys of the Demons by the looks of it. It will indeed. She's 55 metres out on this outer side here at a Oval. She goes with a low darting kick inside forward 50. miss her intended target. That was uh, Sanders. She couldn't win clean possession of the ball and now they go long up towards uh, centre wing. Libby Birch forcing the spoil. Demons look like they're going to go back inside forward 50. That they do indeed. Parry went up, couldn't take the mark. Ball falls out the back of the contest. Around this one for the Demons there was Fitzsimon. She couldn't win clean possession and uh, the kick now goes to about 45 metres out from the Williamstown Seagull goal and coming out to take the mark for the Seagulls was Garnet at centre halfback. And she elects to go with a switch and towards the middle
10: of the ground sliding to try and take it with Snelless had to go back and get it again. Worked sideways for Claire Ryan who wants to go for a run and she's still going. Gets on the right boot, tries to bring it back towards the hotspot 45 metres out from goal. Easy clean up there by Grace Buck her kick let her down though. Almost went down the throat of King who gave up the hand pass. Kicks back inside 50. Was looking for Paige Nash. Knocked out of her hands. Cleaned up by Brown. And Brown takes it away here for the Casey Demons. Kicks it outside the defensive 50 arc. Found a Seagulls player who got immediately wrapped up on that occasion by Kirkwood. And the umpire will ask for the football back and will
5: ball up. Some thoughts from Alex Stockerty. I reckon that was almost William Sound's best passenger play tonight. It's sort of take the game on from the middle. Again, Biden Webster generating that run. And I think it was Snalesk as, as well, just sort of keeping the ball going. That's um, probably their best passenger play tonight. Free kick to Ryan, cop one too high.
10: She'll be about 55 metres out. Alexa goes short to the pocket. Garnett, it finally sticks. And she'll be having a shot on goal from about 42 metres out on a 45 degree angle. Very tough shot here. Keen towards the canteen end of the ground here at Downer Oval. Looking to put Weemstown's first score on the board. At the 13 minute mark of this final quarter, Georgia Garnett, GWS Giants listed player, kicks it towards the top of the goal square, came off hands. Lewis Tripodi is looking around, thrown into the ground. Ball. The umpire says, holding the ball. Probably went about
5: three steps before she actually got tackled.
10: Hot in the whistle, free kick going the way of the oh. Demons. Was looking for Kirkwood. Smothered, ball. bummy, smacked over the boundary line and out of bounds. Great spoiling attempt. We'll throw it in right in front of our broadcast position. And the Wizard of Odds in Paul
11: Sebastiani. Thank you very much, Pete, for that uh, plug. Bit deluxe. Ka-ching. That's a one. Thank you very much. So, from the throw in. Seagulls get their best opportunity to probably score of the game here. A little handball out. They win it towards goal. A great tackle there laid by Humphreys on her opponent. A little quick kick forwards. Okay. Coming out to meet the football was Kirkwood. And she just thumped it on her boot. She was cleaned up as she kicked it. But out of bounds on the full. And the free kick will go the way of the Seagulls. So hemmed away right up on the line here is Sasha Long. She'll probably just pop this one up towards the top of the square. That's exactly what she does. Gets a little bit of hide on the kick. Ball falls oh. out the back. Wasn't able to take it. Barnett was in there as well. Whelan trying to shark her way through the contest. She gets a snap towards goal. Libby Birch on the last line of the fence, though. Wasn't the required 15. She gets a clearing kick out towards half forward. Almost taking the mark was long. Had it fisted away from her. Back in there was Kirkwood. Might have been taken Oh, That's what the crowd wanted. Umpiring hovering around this one. And he'll ball it up around about 35 metres out from the Williamstown goal. They trail. They haven't scored a point or a goal in this game yet and uh, it's the Casey Demons who lead it 9-5-59, Williamstown yet to score Fairchild trying
10: to get a hurry kick away, pardon me, it wasn't Fairchild, it was McDonald immediately smuggled off her beat the Demons do manage to get it out of the defensive 50 arc in towards the centre square sent back from whence it came by the Seagulls looking in the direction of Georges who was caught in the middle of the sandwich coming out there is Garnet to try to get a hurry kick away Gay went through as well, Fairchild comes in to lay the tackle, umpire circling,
11: whistles and calls for a ball up
10: just near the Pride Cup logos, there's a Demons player I down I think Bling it's Libby Birch,
11: it's Libby Birch, yeah, I think she hit her head as she was wrapped up in that tackle So
10: Birch uh, just seeing if she's there, just feeling around her eye area and uh, just backs off the pack the umpire allows play to go on it's Wimbanks versus King and that and King tried to get a hurried little kick away while being harassed Lampard as well was fighting in hard hand pass backwards to Birch. who got back in the action then got slung to ground immediately mean, got a kick away oh. Wimbanks our player who was going to be it was immediately run down by Bannon in fact if Bannon hit her any harder she would have <laughs> left the difference in the ground and that was clear right it was caught so we'll throw the ball back up again King versus Wingbanks. Fairchild immediately caught by Ryan. Everyone wants to jump in. Ball squeezed out the back. One step, kick away there by Lampard. Out towards the wing position, trying to get in there was Parry. Almost, ha, Parry's almost having a fight off the ball with their opponent there. They're having <laughs> a bit of a push and a shove. Thanks for coming. Zanka goes through. Hand pass away. Trying to bust the way through was Bannon. Managed to still move it forward. Trying to kick it along the carpet as Milford. Intercepted. Weemstown will send it back. Over there to Tripody Close towards the boundary line. Does go over now. Oh. The yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, it was Free a Free kick going the out. way of Zanka. Jeez, G- Eden Zanker was just trying really hard to make it look like she
11: was <laughs> going to touch it and then just sort of uh, psyched out the last second. That's very cheeky. So Barnett, they win it across the uh, ground here. Nash in hot pursuit of the football and she kicks a high one up towards about 35 metres out. Birch sat under it. She couldn't take the chest mark. Going back in there for oh. the Seagulls. There was George's Might have been taken... Um, Uh, Might have been a free kick against Birch. No umpire said it was okay. And uh, they do well to lock this ball inside forward 50 here, the Seagulls. Alex probably this is probably their best passage or best patch of the game tonight. Exactly. They're getting the uh, the repeat inside 50 entries here, um, uh, Paul.
5: And sort of, again, it's just that last step. Just getting the... They had a couple of shots on goal, but they've just sort of been a bit too far out. So... Uh, what have we got? We've only got less than three minutes to go, so the clock's ticking. Yep, so from the tap out, it was
11: Wimbanks who won it towards Humphreys, and she was wrapped up immediately. It'll be Wimbanks in the ruck again, and uh, she wins a tap down, although the Seagulls are going to try to win possession. Might have been a free kick going against, I believe it was Parry. Parry arguing that she was held as well, but the free kick will go the way of the Seagulls. They've still got Birch as the, uh, the loose here, so they, they need somebody to... to uh uh, what's the word? Woman up. Man up on her, yeah. Man yeah. up. star. So she drives this one up towards about 40 metres out. And uh, What's the umpire called here? Downfield free Downfield kick. Downfield free kick. It's going to go the way of the Seagulls. Is it Pete by the looks of it? I yes, think so. it will. Uh, <laughs>
10: They're just trying to figure out who's going to take it, yeah, that's exactly. all. Exactly,
11: I don't think, no one's got any idea who's got, uh, I think it'll be uh, Tripotti So, Ruby Tripotti 50 metres out from goal. And Tripodi oh. decides
10: to sander the football. Will it find someone? <laughs> oh, their oh. best opportunity, and it popped out of the hands. Sheriff goes in there, trying to find in there. Bidenweg Webster had it, got knocked out of her hands. Georges jumps in there again, taken out on this occasion with a kick Is uh, Casey Sheriff was looking in the direction of Parry, who lost it and scrapped her opponent into the ground. Coming away is uh, Matta goes for a run. Matta, left footer, goes up the line. Good harassing work there by Milford. Williamstown player brings it to ground, though. King wants to try and go in for support. King and Fairchild. Fairchild, throw, no play on. <laughs> Bartonweg-Webster on the right boot. Kicks in the direction of Georgia Garnett. Garnett dropped it, then tried to kick back a dribble along the ground. Had it momentarily. Lampard gave it to a teammate who was immediately caught and put into the ground. Umpire says, in your boot play it on wants to jump in for a piece of the action and the umpire says that's too high free kick going the way of the casey demons after that and they play on advantage very quickly towards the half forward flank. milford got brought on the ground almost hit the head pardon me it wasn't milford it was the 29 and zanka they play on quickly going through oh. this occasion now in the uh, direction of is it parry that's gone forward across yep. the face of goal looking for gay missed her Umpire says this one's in the back, and it will Against be Bannon. a Against kick, Bannon,
11: there, Pete. Yep, a free
10: kick for Williamstown yep. and that is the 35. And Ella Baxter, and they've got 30 seconds to get a score on the board. The Seagulls. So
11: can the Seagulls do that, indeed, Pete? We'll find out. So the ball with Snellix on this outer side here. She comes inside, and uh, the kick was okay. And now the Seagulls work it up towards centre wing. And uh, they take the mark here, and they got to go quickly. Now, little handball was... Uh, and, uh, well, she feigned the handball there, but the quick kick up towards centre-half forward is chopped off there by Sheriff. And uh, free kick, well, it's going to be a 50-metre penalty Don't as the siren blows here for full time. And it was... Or it is the Casey Demons who have come away victorious. A big win for Casey, 9 5 Williamstown haven't recorded a score. And as a uh, shot on goal. <laughs> we Now, is that going to register? No, no, it no, it won't. So have a good effort, though. Can confirm, yeah. Final scores here at Downer Oval. 9.559, the Casey Demons. Williamstown, zero goals, zero behind, zero points. But, uh, look, they probably... <laughs> It's as as much as a scoreboard replicates what the game is about. I mean, I thought Williams. Stan- Look, they did put up a good battle, but it's just that ball movement going forward. Alex just just let them down on the night, hasn't it? It just has, it's, and, and uh, I
5: think you I think you're spot on, Paul. It's sort of yeah. I think they've they've given it quite a quite a good shake in terms yep. of um, winning winning footy from the source, yep. but I think it's again sort of trying to sustain that over a four quarter effort because I think Casey were just better for longer, and I, th- I think. Look at the the, the, early, the early even in that last quarter. The clearances were just piling up in in Casey's favour. Uh, so it's sort of, I think Williamstown. There are encouraging signs. I mean, the, I mean there was that there was about a five six minute passage of play where the ball was locked inside their forward fifty uh, forward half of the ground, and sort of they've tried to they've tried to look at options, try to trying to find trying to find some way to get it, and they, and they were close a couple of times, but it's sort of. I don't know I don't know it's just sort of fall their way they, 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 yeah, they, just, they, class, just outclassed. Outclassed. we'll, we'll come outclassed.
10: back to Town in a moment and do it in a second but we really should focus on the Casey demons because they got the four Premiership points they got the chocolates today they had to shake off the Seagulls. in the end gay kick three goals parry two goals sheriff two goals singles to McDonald and uh, Kirkwood Um... When we take a look at the players who stood out from today, first of all, I want to mention a debutant in Grace oh, Matzer. Enormous, Pete. C- coming up huh. from a Gippsland power, <laughs> that's one you can kind of put on the resume as you're trying to put your hand up in the AFLW Draft, which we suppose is supposed to happen sometime in July.
11: Correct, and you keep saying that Carlton are out for, for a ruck. I reckon she just might be that uh, one that that they could potentially pinch, I reckon. She was fantastic tonight.
5: She's certainly putting her hands up in yeah. terms of, um, you know, that that draft stock, that draft value that, I mean, we, we talk about the, you know, the, the prime midfielders, particularly in Victoria, you know, your Pris Prisbarkas, your Charlie Rowbottom, Stella Reid as well. We're not not getting. We're not hearing much about yeah. the the, um, the other players that play different positions. And I think what Grace Matz has done tonight has just sort of shown that she can match
11: you know sort of bigger bodies so Definitely. to speak. Definitely. And I, what I liked about her tonight was her follow up work, Peter. I mean, she she was fantastic in following up her own rug work, and she she was you know she she had moments in the game where she got in free space as well. And that's something, if, if you're one of those rucks as well and you can find free space and use the ball well, then that's going to serve you well in the long run, Pete. Let's talk about a couple of
10: VFLW-listed players at the Demons. We talked about Grace yep. Barkin and the consistency, that she, consistency she's put in. Yep. But I want to focus on an ex-AFLW footballer in Emma Humphreys. Mm. Uh, just how good she's been working for the Demons so far this VFLW season. And you kind of look at it going why is she not on an AFLW list? Okay, I don't necessarily see her as always being in the best 22 for someone, but she seems to be that handy player of when you do have injuries through the year, you can just plug her into a role, and she that
11: smaller role, and she'll carry the day for you. Yeah, now I think as well, and you made mention of it too, she, she could have got on to the end of a couple of goals, and I think if she can add that that facet to her game, then that's what will that's what'll make her stand out to recruiters, I think.
5: Exactly, and I think, Sort of, we've sort of touched on you know with Georgia Nansko and another another prime example. Uh, looked at her game tonight, Emma Humphreys, and just yeah, sort of echoed the same thoughts as you, Peter. How how is she not on an AFLW list? Last AFL, last chance she got was at North Melbourne. She it almost felt like she struggled for an opportunity there. She couldn't get an opportunity. So if you if you're if you're somebody at the lower end, like like say a Geelong, Geelong yep. would love somebody that has that that kicking class because I think a lot of the a lot of her kicks hit targets, and and I'm not talking about targets that go wide. When I'm talking about targets that hit you know the inside on the 45 That kicks that sort of break the game open you know a side like long would absolutely love having her on board it just just getting her you know the, the, the opportunity to, to crack it at the top level because she she's had games at Melbourne where I, I, I agree sort of it doesn't doesn't jump out as a um, as a best 22 but I look at her game tonight and I know it's only small sample but it's sort of she it's sort of giving off vibes that she's not done yet. She yeah. wants to she wants to be back at AFLW level.
11: To sum to summarise it, she's she's better than this level. She she's is. better than this level. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, we look at all the Melbourne AFLW listed players: Fitzsimmons, Heath,
10: Zanker, Parry, Sheriff, Bannon, Birch, Lampard, and Gay. And as much as we've been talking about possibly Gay being best on ground mainly before performance in that second half.
11: To use a racing terminology, they were good for the run today. Oh, absolutely. they definitely as well. And I I think, you know what... this is what the good teams do. When they're put under pressure from... You know, I think when they're put under pressure against opposition, you know, uh, that game in the first quarter was was ugly. And then the game in the, the sort of first stages of that second quarter was ugly. What they did was they were able to grind away and get it on their terms as we just... Uh, the, there's a party going on in the background. You know yeah, mean? exactly. So we can, we, <laughs> we're not celebrating yet, but... Uh, no, I mean, look, Mel... The, Casey were again and we, we kept saying it and we said it throughout the call class above class above class above it's
5: it, uh, with Williamstown I've seen a couple of their games this year and, and they've always been that sort of grind sort of team that they sort of a, a blue collar team so to speak correct and so like for Casey who's got you know ex, ex, exuberance of class that they all, they they, ha, they knew that was going to come that that, that first 15-20 minutes that the pressure it was going to come so if if the, the key was getting getting past that first quarter definitely and and once once that happened it's just sort of it's just sort of broke down it broke down a bit for Williamstown I think they just couldn't keep up it, th- it's
11: not 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 through a lack of effort no no exactly exactly and that's that's exactly what I was just going to mention that mate they are they are fully invested in playing this they are fully invested it's not as though you know they've been Flogged by what was the final score? It was nearly a ten. nearly goal. It just didn't feel like that type of game. And I, I don't want to patronise yeah. them, or I don't want to condescend them, or anything like that. But you feel like if they if they bring that intensity and effort for long enough, that they're eventually going to get maybe an upset result.
5: Well, well, well th- 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 I'm sorry, Pete, I was just going to say we've seen it we've yeah. seen it a couple of, a couple of times. Uh, I remember going to Witten Oval and watching them yeah. sort of break down the how the Bulldogs were trying to move the move the footy. That's the sort of that's the sort of game style yeah. that they can do. So it's just getting that just getting the next couple of layers into their game, just you know, trying to polish it off and and fin- and get those scoring opportunities. They are missing the likes of an Alana Dickey in the forward line. Um
10: but Dickie's at an age where she's on the back end of her football career. You can't rely on her week after week. You, sh- you shouldn't be. Um, and, and again, Mead was missing through injury. One of their prime ball movers and Williamson. But even if you've got your prime ball movers, the forwards is the problem. We don't know when they get the forward line what's going to happen, how, how they're going to work it out. And I, I do worry for Williamstown because they'll go into next week's game. Regardless of who the opposition is, they go into next week's game where it is a three week gap since they last kicked a goal uh, yeah. at that stage. Yeah. That, that's going to be demoralising. Play on the minds, doesn't it, Pete? Th- yeah. th- this, I, I personally think this week will be the toughest week for Penny Kula as a coach. And I'm not talking about a match day scenario. That is trying to pick up the confidence of this yeah. team during the week when you go, we did everything, we tried, we threw, we threw the kitchen sink at them, and the scoreboard still showed zero. <laughs> it, 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 that... <laughs> That, that can be you, you, the rest of your season can fall apart from there. It's a case of how to do, how does she find a way to get everyone's confidence back, get everyone focused, get the structures yeah. back.
11: I think you've got who they've yeah. got next week. Got Darabin next week at, at, at this venue. So they, they're, sure, they're, surely they break the duck next yeah. week. Yeah. Well, they'll Big get a goal. They'll get a goal. I'm guaranteeing <laughs> it, Darabin,
10: They'll get a goal. It's just a case of if they can beat Darabin, fantastic for them. If they lose to Darwin next week, God help them. Yeah, yeah, it, it's as it, like I said, this week is tough for Benny Kula Reid of how you get everyone
5: back in the groove. Yeah, how do you go about that though? It's sort of like you've got to, you got it. What do the you art tell of coaching? Them? What do you tell coaching? Yeah, exactly. The art yeah, of coaching. Yeah. You've seen you've seen all the best coaches sort of just get around. You know, be more of a people person at this point, yeah. as opposed to telling them, "All right, this is what you did wrong. This is what you did wrong." Give them a bake. It's long gone of those days. Yeah, it's just sort of now getting to that point where I think she's just got to get around everybody and everybody, and and all the playing groups got to get around one another. And it's sort of like and and look at positives i know it's hard and, and it's sort of it is a bit cliche but you sort of got to got to look at the positives here's what we've done we we've, we've sort of matched them around the footy at various stages we clamped down on them in the first quarter in particular we had them on we had them on toast for about a half of that second quarter should have had scoring opportunities but hey we denied them the footy we yeah. den- we denied them you know easy outs it's just sort of had, it's just sort of getting to that next step, as as I've said. It's sort of like getting to just adding extra layers of polish onto their game, because they've got. I feel like I've got the core pieces put down. Like they can win footy at the source. They they, they can they can lock down the um the forward, the forward half for maybe ten minutes at a time. It's just finding the next next pieces to the game that means
10: we wrap things up for this week Paul Sebastian, since you've got the fixture open yep. there, let's go
11: through the games for round 11 in, we start to come into the home stretch Indeed we do Pete, yeah so it all starts at Trevor Barker Beach Oval next week the Southern Saints in Geelong do battle Ooh. at 10am 15th of May Tasty. Saturday morning football, indeed it is the Casey Demons, victorious tonight obviously they take on my blue girls next week at Casey Fields, 10.30am that game, and then uh, Port Melbourne and Collingwood, that is going to be absolutely 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 enormous, Peter. That game will be on WARF Radio. From 10am, bounce down, 10.45. Indeed it will be. And then we've got Williamstown and Darabin back here at Downer Oval next week. Essendon and the Doggies at Windy Hill. And then the Sunday game, the sole Sunday game, Box Hill versus North Melbourne Hawthorne. in round eleven. Oh, Hawthorne. Sorry, sorry, Hawthorne. Hawthorne and North Melbourne at Box Hill City Oval, three thirty PM on Sunday afternoon.
10: And Pete. we'll be live on air, two thirty PM for that one as well. Uh, two games. The the Port Melbourne Collingwood game, interesting in the makeup of the top two. Hawthorne and North Melbourne
5: for both sides. Last chance saloon. I tell you what, the Port Melbourne game is going to be huge, especially after today. That lo- loss, yeah. lo- losing to the Southern yeah. Saints, that that'll be, um, oh, it, it, it'll be the question to Port Melbourne that game
10: of can you match it with the top of the table? Are you going to be a say in the finals,
5: or are you just making up numbers? What was today sort of cracks in how Port Melbourne Port Melbourne play? Yeah, because it's sort of. We saw, I saw them at the start of the season. They they looked so confident in running through the corridor and, and finishing up their plays. Yeah. You know, their, their their forward structure, I'm not sure what what and, it is. And the defence in the Southern Saints was
10: solid. Mind you, they got a key player back. They got their co-captain and Frankie Hocking back for the first time this year after a long-term injury. And just Frankie's calmness to control that back
11: line Port Melbourne just didn't know what they were doing up forward. And there's a little bit of extra spice in that game as well with Lachlan Harris the coach of uh, Port Melbourne VFLW being an ex-Collingwood coach so a little bit of added heat
5: in that one Pete. Absolutely, absolutely think a bit of intel as, as well for uh, Port Melbourne might play in their favour. Alex
10: Doherty, thank you very much again. We look forward to, oh, as always, here in the A3 podcast, but for your fine
5: work this evening. Oh, always a pleasure, Pete. It's, it's great to be back.
10: At the prime time, Paul Sebastiani after getting his winners today. Uh, thank you for popping on down to good old
11: Weemstown. No worries. Happy to, do it all. Happy to do it all again tonight and uh, hopefully do it all again next week, Pete. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you so much for your company on WARFradio.com.
10: Don't forget to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just go WARF Radio and our website, WARFradio.com. 10 a.m. next Saturday, we're back for Port Melbourne and Collingwood, third and first, right here on the home of women's football. 40,
8: 40,
1: 40, 40.